Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Is mm-hmm. it good? Yeah. Okay. Crystal clear. Oh, wow. wow. So, Sandrine, I don't know if you've ever met uh, Sham and Chuck. Mm-hmm. How's it going? Hi, guys. Hi. These are our Gromiolis. We mm-hmm. pay them a non-living wage to <laughs> do all work. <laughs> yeah. We live for a non-living wage. Damn, that's a fucking bar. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> we all were broke at one point. So that's a fine. that's a fact. This whole yes. podcast only exists because James and I wanted to tell stories about when we were young, cool, and broke. So here we are. But I also feel like Perfect. we kind of like like our and we'll we'll get started soon because I know we have a uh, until only until five thirty. But I feel like our like trajectories kind of like all mirrored each other. Yeah. Yeah. It really did because we were all like coming up together and now look at us. Wealthy. Kings and queens. uh, (laughs) Masters of the universe. Controllers of our own destiny. Owners of small... Masters of our small businesses. Yes. Yeah. This is a small business owners summit. That's what this is. Is this what it is? That's what it is, I think. Yeah. This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Throw gang, we are joined by the queen of consulting, the publicity princess, the relations ruler, the A1 amplifier, your favorite brands, favorite publicist, the imam of impressions, the pasha of print, the duchess of digital, who influences the influencers, owner and founder of Sandrine Charles Consulting, Sandrine Charles. Sandrine the dream. What's that up? shit was major. <laughs> Flip that Thank out and send it. Warm yeah. I mean, that's going to be my new intro. I need to save that. Um, and Put it on your very professional, very tasteful, very minimal website. It's I mean, very minimal. I just give you case studies. You see what, what time it is. Men yeah, lie. What the action is. Women lie. Numbers don't lie. And you can find plenty of number in a case study courtesy <laughs> of Sandrine Charles. <laughs> That's where you can find it, guys. So, so you know, it's so funny. I guess right off the bat, we're gonna, let's just ask a big question. The, the, your business is named after you. I always wonder. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you know, (laughs) well, it all started uh, when I got my LLC while um, I was like leaving Starworks. And I figured since I've been freelancing on the side for a couple of years that I just wanted to protect myself, um, especially when it came to taxes, if I just freelance for the rest of the year. So um, it wasn't to start a full-fledged company. It wasn't to do anything else. It was literally just that a happy um, accident born from making sure that the government goes fu- and fucks themselves <laughs> see this, this a is a thousand all, percent as fellow small business owners we know nothing of this and yeah if you were to listen in on like the weekly calls that lawrence and i like fretting over taxes you would probably laugh and yeah. also are you also a uh, alumnus of legal zoom <laughs> i love legal zoom i'm legal zoom but i also have really great attorneys um that cool. i literally cc on emails at any time or call like I did yesterday while moving because somebody got me fucked up. And so, um, yeah, I, I love my attorneys. Um, I do love my finance guy too. He really makes sure that, you know, things are in line. And so between that, you guys need that. Yeah. yeah you guys we have a lawyer. It. We have a lawyer, but we try to keep communications 
absolutely minimal because we don't know if he's going to charge us for answering an email. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's expensive, but he's good. Shout out Brandon. He fucking rocks. But that's Shout the thing, right? Brandon. You, when you don't have a lawyer, everything you hear about lawyers, they're terrible scum in the earth, the worst yep, people. And then you get that's... a lawyer and then you're like, I can't live without this guy. I need yeah, The him. best thing that or ever her. happened to me um, are, my, are my attorneys. Like, And I think that it's well worth the spend, especially when things come up in a business. Sometimes you can't micromanage these conversations and you need someone just to jump in. So yes, he had us get you a lawyer. He just just breaking fucking news alert. He just uh, finalized our, our deal with WME today. So all this, this we've been talking all this fucking diary, the mouth that Lawrence has been spewing in everyone's eyes of the side of (laughs) us being signed to WME. It's yeah. only now July. It's now 7th, real. True. Yeah. Which well, re- retro- although, although they have not countersigned, so who knows? Right. But just to be clear for anyone listening, please retroactively go back, go through the log, and no cap all of my cap previously. <laughs> it is now true. So I'd like to just just so everyone who's keeping me honest at home, uh, thank you. But I have never told a lie in my life. Sandrine, let's get back to you. We want to do a fit check as we do every episode so that the audience at home can paint a mental picture of what you're wearing. So the question (laughs) for you before you start is, would you like to go top down or do you want to go bottom up? The choice is yours. Oh, I mean, I was not prepared for my fit check, guys. No one ever is. I'm not even going to... I'm not even going to lie. Well, no um, one will see. So you could actually, here's the thing. Listen, speaking you of could capping, lie. you could, could literally, lie. you could just lie because uh, nobody will ever see what you're wearing right now. Oh, no, I don't want to lie. Uh, is, is this, is this couture? Is this a couture gown? Yeah. That you're wearing? Yeah. That's a beautiful, uh, I, is that Valentino? This is a, uh, this is actually from the first drop from Guess and ASAP, Rocky. Mm, yep. This was one of my first clients when I went to Star Wars. So this is just the striped tee. You put me on I'm, flow team for that, and I appreciate that, and I had that exact shirt, and it chafed my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> you went nips on embroidery? I went, I went nips on broid. No, the, it's very high-quality um, embroidery. Very thick. <laughs> it's so high-quality, oh. it's absolutely uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. It's actually all. extremely comfortable. I'm living in – I rode city bike today, so oh, I'm wow. in bike shorts. Uh, I don't know what company makes them, but they're from Netta Porter. Mm. Um, and then I am wearing Nikes, of course, mm. with Nike socks. Um, very comfortable, very, very easy to uh, transport myself to and from my home via. What, what Nikes? Uh, don't think you're not going to tell us what Nikes. You can hold them up to the camera. Do you guys you want me to up? hold it up? I didn't yeah, really want sure. to give the kids. Because when I, let me tell you, I added this. It's like my secret pair, and I don't like that when I did this uh, roundup for Marie Claire and Julia Gulf put my sneaker in the roundup, and the next day, all these people were like, where'd you get it? It's sold out. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Who influences influences the influencers? (laughs) Right. I get it. You don't want your spot blown. That's just, that's normal. I get it. But if you can show us. We won't, we'll react, but we won't, yeah. we won't, we won't divulge. We'll react the I same mean, way we did when Jonah Hill showed us his super Oh stars. yeah, I get it. Of course. Duh. Yeah. I keep it low. I keep Come it on. low. Those are, those are the those best are, ones. That's the best colorway. That's really. the best colorway, in my opinion. I think that it is because I know 
a lot of people like the red ones. I like to keep it simple. I can wear these with anything. It's it's like my secret sneaker. Yeah, <laughs> so like, I don't about, know what um, sneaker I'm wearing at all. Those break necks. Those when you're on your city bike, those are breaking necks 100. percent Sandrine, um, we recently had a guest on a man who uh, claims that he's going to be wearing bike shorts all summer. What do you think of dudes in bike shorts? I mean, listen, you got to do what you got to do. There's a nice little flow with the bike shorts. Really? <laughs> the comfort level is there. I mean, it depends on what time. Like today I'm wearing more of a, hold on, let me shut my messages off because they keep going off. Um, it's more of like a flow. I'm going from here back on a city bike to my friend's outdoor space, public social distancing birthday that I'm going to drive by. So I just like to be comfortable. It doesn't leave a lot to the imagination for guys. You know what I'm saying? If you know if the squats are right and uh, the front is fine, then why not show it off? <laughs> yeah, I fucking flaunt the dong. You heard it, you heard it, you heard it. In a legal and responsible manner. You heard it here first. If the front is fine, just pay it no mind. Keep it pushing, guys. <laughs> pay it no mind. What about, uh, I think that summer is fine to wear whatever you want. Exactly. What yes. about spectac- all the spectacles and the jewelry and the yes. hardware? The accoutrement. Oh, I think everybody should show up their jewels. I'm keeping it light today. You know, I have the tennis. Oh, I have the matching necklace. Yikes. Straight from matching. Wimbledon. No. <laughs> Damn. Shout out to Greg Yuna. Uh, keeps me dripping. We love it. It's a little icy friend. Um, but um, <laughs> Star of Uncut Gems. Star of Uncut Gems. A yeah. star. Uh, you know, someone outside, but I, I like to keep it light during the summer. Usually I have a lot. I have a lot going heavy. on. Heavy. Do you do any, do you do, do you do anything in, in this area? Maybe a gold tooth Our our, our boy, Rob, who was on last week loves, he's a big gold tooth guy. It's like part of his brand. I'm a fan. Ooh. I don't know if I could pull it off. Do you do any? You can't. You can't, you I can't. can't. Well, no. I'm trying to headband. <laughs> yeah. You, that's not, that's not working out. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> I would, if someone wants to give me a pair of grills, I will fully accept the gift. I'll do the mold and everything. If I have to pay for it, no. Mm, I'm and, with um, that. I feel the same way. Lest we yeah. forget, Sandrine, before moving on, the panties. What yeah. are we wearing today? The, my underwear? Yeah. Yes. And we ask every guest. It's not just that you're a woman. Yeah. Don't feel special. We ask everyone. <laughs> uh, none. But okay. if I were... Uh, Is that the appeal of bike shorts for guys like or so, gals right? yeah. or anybody? Right. I just, I don't know. Me personally, I don't really enjoy it, but I guess it's everyone for themselves. If you enjoy underwear, then you should wear it. It's like 91 degrees out today. Let's just keep oh my God. Easy, yeah. easy, beautiful thugger girl and just keep <laughs> pushing on your city bike. I hope you have that annual membership because it sounds like you're biking yeah. here and there and to and fro. The spectacles I only, too. I have no, my own let's, bike. Let's not forget that. Oh, oh you nice. do. But I just, you know, we just moved into our new office, which, you know, I was telling you guys earlier, and there's just so much stuff where the team is powering through. We're still doing some construction. I just didn't want to leave my bike in the hallway. Mm. Um, so I just figured city bikes the easiest what, thing to do. I don't think we've ever had bikes shouted out in the fit check. I know that a previous guest, our friend Jonah, he loves bikes and talked about bikes extensively on the pod. What brand bike do you ride? Is it, are you like, uh, are you a Schwinn girl? Like mongoose, maybe if you're getting dirty, Dave Mira style. Maybe I wish I knew bike. all of these bikes. Uh, it's actually tail, a tail whipping down. I got it like 
10 years ago when Pure Fix launched. And okay. it's a matte black bike. I feel Ooh. like they sold the company since. It's so fly. It's <laughs> just like, and then I have a bright yellow, like water bottle on the mm. bottom. And like everything is matte. And I was just like, this is the best bike. But my friend Ron, a couple of years ago, he borrowed it before moving to Germany and returned it. And it was not the way I left it. Oh, no. So oh, I got it God. all kitted uh, last month. Um, and my first ride was to Brooklyn. Shout out to my friend, Leron, who dragged me over 12 miles to go from Manhattan to Brooklyn just to say hi to our friends. Well, that's, listen, I will say if the bike is fly, the long journey is great because that's just more people that are going to fucking peep the ride. And I will say, I feel like, I don't think about bikes this way, but you got dudes like ASAP Rocky, Tyler, the creator, ASAP Nass, like bikes are Johns now. It's all about like, I feel like Frank was another, like all these LA kids, right? Or fucking yeah. grown ass men, really, because all these dudes are like thirty. <laughs> but but they all fucking. I feel like that's a thing, right? Like bikes are Johns. Yeah, sure. I think especially <laughs> now that um you know we're still in a global racial pandemic that you no one's really driving around or taking cabs or getting on the subway. Mm. I feel like I'm in Amsterdam. That's what I said to Daily Paper. Sure. Like you guys, when I get back, it's biking. I can't wait to just ride my bike i won't ever there's, bother you about an uber there's a bike shop on my corner and they literally trek. have like a line hmm? is it trek it's just like greg b's bike shop <laughs> oh shout um, out greg Badlock. <laughs> <laughs> but no i think yeah biking is as popular as ever and like i have a bike uh seeing lawrence talk about bikes or hearing him talk about bikes is like watching a dog walk on two legs it's weird um <laughs> and so why don't we get off bikes and get into well, the hold three on. main. The fit what? check's not complete. We need her. Is spectacles. it not complete? The spectacles. Oh, my glasses? Mm -hmm. uh, Respect the sanctity of the fish fit check, guys. Respect the spectacles. This is Warby Parker. Mm. And they're okay. actually men's glasses, so they are very thin. Mm. How many pairs of I'm, glasses do you own? Five. Wow. Really? By design? And they're all Warby. Because you, because you lose them a lot, or they, what happens? Um, I keep one at my desk. I keep uh, one in my living room, one in my bedroom. Are they one all in, like, the same? Are they all the same model, or do you kind of have like different vibes or different? Um, Two are the same. Vibes? Okay. These like, are my favorite, though. If you're going out, glasses. <laughs> These are my come to my <laughs> office. I look hella professional glasses, but Hell I'm yeah. still blind. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that is now a complete. Fit check. All right, well, so we let's get on. into the three main subjects of this podcast, the only podcast that matters, which Sandrine, as you know, are money. Ka-ching. Formerly dead-ass, now meets and cheeks. Yep. Also formerly fapping and clapping. Yeah. Well, fapping and clapping, meets and cheeks are neck and neck. And yeah. uh, most importantly, mm -hmm. Jimmy, Larry, the goddamn motherfucking boys, ourselves, of course, yeah. the majority of this podcast is going to be talking about us. Because we are okay. narcissistic, cis, straight men. And that's just the way the world goes, baby. And I'm white! Oh my God, you hate to see it. <laughs> oh so, my God. Sandrine, as a fan of the pod, you know that we are, to put it lightly, on a historical, unprecedented press run right now. Right? You saw the New Yorker profile. You saw that like, influencer magazine or whatever that was. <laughs> but since you offer up full 360 strategy, not just press, we want to know, and you know, maybe you can invoice us because we want to pay you for your services, uh, net, net 120. Um, how would you advise us <laughs> on next steps when it comes to PR and just building awareness of the pod? Yeah, where do we go from here? 
I think that you guys signing was really amazing. You need to get that back out there. You need mm. to make it real since the paperwork just cleared. And then you guys need to figure out what your next steps are for this programming and planning. You have a whole team on this Zoom. Yeah. Like, what's going on? What's yeah. the package look like? What's the 401k look like? Yeah, this doesn't, even include, going on. this doesn't even include three other dudes that also work for us for a non-living yeah. wage. <laughs> Their wages are zero. Yeah. And so actually, R. Kelly does make a lot of money. For yeah, Sandrine, to be clear, uh, our intern who manages social media, his name is actually legally... Robert Kelly, so it's unfortunate. Oh, I thought you guys were talking about the Robert Kelly we don't support anymore. No, no, no this, this is this, this is the this, R. Kelly that we do support. This is the beautiful Irish twinkish R. Kelly that we love to support, but yeah. only up to a certain point because again, these dudes are they don't really do much. So yeah, they're doing so much right now. What are you talking about? What are, what are they doing? Can you fill us in? Please see my notes in red on the Google Doc. Mm. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Excuse me. You have a. Talk about ceasing attorneys. Attorneys are well worth it. Greg Yuna uncut gems talking about biking. That's what you've done so far. <laughs> the, Hell they're, yeah. They're exhaust the notes are exhaustive. Yeah, they're exactly. running off the page. But you know, I support the youth. Uh, you we think were it's one really, so, so you think it's really about kind of building out the back end of the operation and it's like legitimizing this through like actual business decisions, not kind of sucking your own dicks via so you know, our socials and the press, although, you know, should we suck our own dicks or should we kind of like... Suck your own dick. Let the streets see that you're popping. But on the flip side, like your whole business needs to be buttoned up. And that's really... I, I mean, I'm very quiet as it's kept on social in terms of like business. But I like to keep my business ship afloat. Everything's legal. Everything is a strategy. Everything uh, is purple. Yeah everything is purple or green. Like I like to say, cause I make yep. money. So well, purple, purple are euros, you know, Kanye. Purple euros. Yes. Yeah, so. Yes. How, how would you, how We're would you pitch How would you like elevator pitch us to a publication and what publication would you want to get us into? Cause where I do you go from, ask my where do you go from the New Yorker? Ooh, New York yeah. times. Oh, I can, I can, listen, it's been three weeks since my last profile. It's about time for my next <laughs> profile yeah. you know what i'm saying we we're in new york times magazine i guess to be in the great lady oh, proper would be kind of fire that's right we were now that wasn't about <laughs> us so what i would tell if sandrine was my publicist and i expected the whole even though i didn't expect anything and i just got the intro i would need the whole thing you know that you didn't taste. really count yeah i got a taste that was our first taste really i guess when you, when you were no you need a full story you need yeah. a full story 100 percent inclusion i turned this thing off and it's still going off sorry um but you need everything primarily because um, you want to ensure that your brand visibility is out there and not just fit inclusions. I think that sometimes people get really excited because their brand is mentioned in a larger story. But my focus is always to do product inclusion, celebrity and influencer placement so that we can leverage it into larger profile pieces on my clients and give them the platform to really talk about what they're about, what they want to do next, what they're going to flaunt next. You know, right. we want to make money and we want to make money together. So I mean, we talk about the throwing fits difference. That right there is the Sandrine Charles consulting difference. That's a whole blueprint. <laughs> you have, you are truly playing 4D chess while the New York Times plays checkers. Sandrine exactly. will get you those fucking placements and those fucking clippings. You know. Sandrine, speaking of getting a shitload of press, an unprecedented amount, in my opinion, can we talk about the Black and Fashion Council? 
Let's talk about it. Should we call Lindsay too? <laughs> She's sure. Like, what? Whatever you want. want. She, um, you know, that's your that's your call. I guess you know, like, if it was if it was me, I would say no. I don't want James dialing in. No, I want to just do it all myself. But that's up to you. <laughs> no, no I, just, I love when Lindsay quickly, and the tag team. Can you just quickly explain to the folks at home, all seventeen million of them who definitely already have heard, but straight from the source's mouth, what is the Black and Fashion Council? So the Black and Fashion Council is a collaborative collective uh, that Lindsay and myself pulled together. Uh, we were seeing what was on on the internet and we were like, okay, what's a solution? Because she and I are both solution oriented. Like, I'm not going to complain for too long. I want to know what I can do next. So we essentially created the council to represent and secure the advancement of Black individuals in the fashion and beauty industry. Um, it's a way for all of us to use this index score, uh, which is also followed up with a progress report and a three-year plan, which we will partner with brands to do um, so that they can focus on a proper long-term strategy for inclusion and equality. Like, I mean, everybody should be sick and tired of hearing about these brands that treat, you know, their black employees or people of color crazy every other year, we're just like, all right, let's work with you. Let's fix this so that we don't have to have this conversation next year or when we retire and like the baton is passed and the, and the people that were working with us or for us, you know, are going through the same issues that we did. So that's basically the background on the council. Have and it's, been- four, it's 400, 400 professionals um, across like all sectors. It was 400. What is it's it now? More now? How much? It's more. I haven't counted. Um, you lost, you lost but, count is what you're saying. No, I haven't counted since. I mean, we can't say no, hello. Just like you're running up the fucking scoreboard. In, We're running up in terms the, of the scoreboard. Yeah. You can follow us on at black and fashion counts on Instagram. We're about like 21 K deep in a Sheesh. week. We're just, hell yeah. We're focused on change, and so if you're about that action, we would love you to get involved. How's the general reception been kind of yeah. across the industry? Like, we've seen the headlines, but, like, you know the, the reality of it. I think it's been super positive. We've had a lot of calls. Before we announced it, we've had double the amount of calls after. It's really actually refreshing to see that brands and companies want to do the right thing. And, you know, we have an incredible executive board over 40 professionals across the industry spectrum from media, emerging brands, comms, um, model representation, creative representation, influencer, and, you know, education. So we're very proud of, like, our industry stakeholders and peers who are doing this for free and, uh, and helping us make some change. Has there been any blowback that you've seen? Has anyone wanted to die on that hill so badly? Like uh, Dolce and Gabbana or like, I don't know, any brands? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think anybody would want to, I don't know. I think we're positioning ourselves like a non-cancel culture. I don't think that anybody would want to be a part of the wrong side of history. But what? if they do, that's fine too. You'd, but... you'd, you'd be surprised because some people seem like they're fucking begging for it, Sandrine, you know? <laughs> but listen, I mind my business and I mind the business that pays me. If you don't want to be a part of change, then, you know, we, we got to see you. We understand. We won't close the door on you if you decide to change your mind later on. 
but for now, kick rocks, bitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> fuck off. You, you've lost track of how many people are included in the council. It's well over 400. Have you kept track of how many non-black people asked to be included? No. <laughs> <laughs> did, did anyone come to you? Yeah. Like, I really want to be involved. And you're like, get the fuck out of it. Like, like how many emails, how many emails did you get like from that. the office of Philip Pline? Zero. Asked to be in the council. Yeah. None. Zero. Right. Well, oh, damn. just kind of taking a look, Sandrine. So, so you guys kind of like take a look at, at what companies are actually doing towards long-term change, hiring practices, uh, not just empty platitudes. Um, and you assign them a score right now, looking across the landscape, what brand do you think would receive like the lowest score? I, I don't know. We're talking to maybe 30 brands right now, um, or more, and we haven't given them any scores yet. It's just signing on. Uh, we're going to provide them with a pledge. I'm curious to see who would have a lo- the lowest score, but instead of report cards, we're getting progress reports. Right, so we don't right. want it to feel like, you know, you're doing so terribly that we can't work with you to fix this. It's right. more so we're going to work alongside you to make you look better. Is it, is it like really where you're like leaving judgment at the door when it, when it comes to, cause like some of these brands I can only imagine have been like main offenders. Cause as you've said, like over the years, this happens a lot in fashion. Uh, mm-hmm. This industry seems to be extremely insensitive. So like how much of it is part of you being like, I'm going to really forget the past and some of those fuck ups. Like, has that been oh. tough? Well, we don't like the can- well, Lindsay and myself, we're not into the cancel culture. Sure. We all like in general, right? Not necessary forgiveness, but let's find a solution to move forward. If you're given all the tools to move forward and we are handholding your your process alongside like executive board members over three years, then we would hope that at the end of the tunnel and the extension of our relationship is that you have a better understanding. You will only do what you know is wrong until you're corrected and you're educated. So I can tell you that's wrong and you don't know why it's wrong. So you continue to do so. You might know on the surface why it's wrong. So you just, you know, have a tendency to repeat the mistake. But when it's broken down to you, to the core, why it's wrong and why you should make these changes, I think it's easier for people to be you know, better uh, partners and better allies and better, you know, just human beings towards each other. And that's what we're hoping will happen in the end. I guess what I was trying to figure out is realistically, is there anyone that you guys would turn away? No, no, no. We're open to like connecting with everyone and figuring out how, you know, this works for, for them. Cause we want to make this a huge, you know, initiative. Like there's yeah. a full strategy behind this. We have a 14 page deck that we are able to tell you what's going on. Our full process of the plan, everyone who signed on, on the board, everyone on the advisory board and the breakdown. So are you, <laughs> are you a real paradigm shift? You guys are engineering yeah. it yeah. as we speak. I mean, yeah. I think like there was one quote where it's just like, uh, someone's like, black culture and blackness has powered fashion and aesthetics for so long. And yet like we never, like black people have never been kind of like the, the ones in charge or in power of like actually kind of benefiting and, and profiting ultimately from like what is taken from them. 
um, in, in terms of like soft power. My yeah, question, I agree. My, but Sandrine, are you guys only going to work with organizations or will you also work with individuals? Well, right now we're working with brands and companies and I'm sure as we continue to expand, we own the company 50-50. This isn't just, you know, a name that we made up out of thin air. Um, we want this to be, you know, a, a full-blown initiative that we continue to work through moving forward. What the next phase is, we're not sure. We haven't even launched yet. But as we get to that, um, we'll have more information to share with you. Because there's probably a lot of individuals out there that might need your guidance. And, and for real. Yeah. Somebody said, I need you to Olivia Pope my situation. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me. Let's, let's get uh, positive for a second. Is there any brand or business out there that you could point to and be like, these guys are doing it right. Like, why isn't yeah. anyone like, this is kind of like, this is what the standard should be. Um, I don't think that there's anyone in particular that's just crushing it in my opinion, top of mind. Um, maybe I'll sit on it and get back to you guys, but, uh, I can't really think of one specific one. That, that's, that, just is, that in itself, to be honest, right, is an indictment of the fucking system where it's like, this is why what Sandrine is doing is so crucial is because nobody on their own can yeah. seem to fucking get it right. The bar is so yeah. damn low. Yeah, it's rock it's bottom. Just, it's it's rock bottom. Problem. We're There's living no in bar. rock bottom. We're living in rock bottom, people. Fucking SpongeBob, bro. We're living it's in It's not even two dimensions. It's just a single point. Yeah. Sandrine, It'll I do want to better. offer up. Um, I do yeah, it's not getting up. worse. Not I want to charge. I want to serve up one example that's maybe sitting right in front of you, which oh, is yeah. I don't know if your index score is like out of a hundred, but like throwing fits LLC. Yeah. How would you score mm-hmm. us? You guys are very diverse. I'm very shocked. To look at this soon. <laughs> You're shocked. <laughs> hey, that's inherent. That's inherent bias, Sandrine. <laughs> I am flabbergasted at how diverse this screen is, but you, you know, Mexican I think American, that you guys a Indian. Are, an Indian yes. American, a Asian American, and a Lawrence. I don't want to speak for you. I'm a Jew. I'm a All Jew, right. baby. Diversity. Yeah, exactly. United um, Colors of Benetton. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if this is an impossible question, Sandrine, but like, I guess starting from kind of like you know ground zero, you've been in, I guess like the menswear streetwear industries for so long. Like, why is the streetwear industry, which again is built off of black culture and blackness and black soft power. Why is the actual industry so white? Why is everything so white? White supremacy? Maybe. I think that, (laughs) (laughs) I just think that everything has been a hamster wheel in my opinion, right? There are people who come to the forefront who are very innovative, who have change-making ideas with great companies that they've started, but they're not given the same opportunity as a lot of their peers. And their peers also have had that leg up in society just overall. So, you know, you do have a lot of amazing Black-owned streetwear brands. You've had them forever. This is nothing new. I just think that this turn of the tides might be the time where everyone is given the equal playing field to succeed. Is this uh, the, you know, streetwear, I feel like, you know, at least in probably the, the 10 years or so that James have been like working in it. And, and I don't know, Sandrine, how long you kind of like consider yourself a, a, a vet of the game, but we've seen like a lot of big shifts, not necessarily like seismic, but is this like the next shift that's going to happen in streetwear? Or do you, do you see this as being part of some other kind of things that are going to happen as well? 
I think that there's going to be a shift. I truly believe that. And I want to be right in what I believe. Um, because if you guys just like look outside and look at the news and I mean, look at Gen Z just really keeping their, their foot on the gas. Oh, there, we're, on, we're on TikTok. We're on TikTok. <laughs> we're on TikTok. There, there is a change. I mean, there's a change from when, you know, I was at agencies and, you know, being the only black person and giving all the street accounts, um, just be, I mean, what if I wanted to work on luxury? What if I wanted mm. to work on, I wasn't really necessarily given a choice. So sure. when, when that came into my lap, I was like, I'm going to kill it. I don't have a choice. Um, this is what you're giving me. So I think that now it's an open landscape for everyone to do better, especially in our industry. You know, I, we have the luxury of not getting dressed every day. Like really getting dressed. I I, I rarely wear a dress. Speak for <laughs> um, speak for yourself, Sandrine. I get dressed every day. I mean, you really do get fly. <laughs> I'm not saying you don't get fly, but you don't. You know, right? I'm not in a tuxedo. I'm not in a tuxedo. Yeah. So he's also, he's also have, in Valentino Couture. Yeah, right. We, you can't see at home, couture? but Sandrine and I are in the same beautiful Valentino gown. We should have talked to each other before wearing it to the same Zoom pod, but what are you going to do? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we have a lot to do just in general. And I, and I think that, you know, the summer of, of, you know, I don't know what this is. This is the summer of wokeness for a lot of people because you're at home or you're in your apartment or, you know, you have to face yourself the decisions you've made and, you know, the choices you've made. I mean, and this doesn't only go for work. I've been like apologizing to people. I, I sent an email to this guy I used to date and I was breaking down what I did wrong and I was apologizing to him because I didn't realize how, you know, sometimes I too make mistakes. It's the summer of reckoning. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Reckoning. What about like, cause you know, we were talking about this, I think before we started that the three of us have kind of, our careers have followed like similar, uh, we started around the same time. We've worked mm -hmm. together in different capacities for 10 plus years now, yeah. apart from, um, hopefully, yeah, like leveling the playing field and uplifting the, the most like vulnerable populations in streetwear, just like, I don't know, trend forecasting wise. Cause you've seen it go from fucking hashtag menswear to like, fucking the whole like goth drapey black leather shit to whatever the fuck we're doing now with terrible sneakers. Like <laughs> what do you think is next? Just kind of like uh, trend forecasting. Cause you've seen it all and your job is to kind of like see what's, what's on the horizon. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, a lot of brands are integrating a lot of key menswear staples. So it's not just t-shirts and jeans. You know, you have a lot of suiting like Noah. Um, they have, always done that since I launched them. And um, then you have fucking flex alert. <laughs> then you have, you know, a lot of newer brands that, you know, fall into the streetwear category by default on how we segment, you know, menswear. They might not be streetwear. They just make t-shirts, but then they might have a suit or like really great outerwear. But because of how we put everyone in these bubbles, this is where they sit. Um, I think a lot of people are going to go back to integrating tailoring into their collections and the ones that are crushing it with tees are coming out with, you know, more of an athleisure line that there's an open playing field for them to thrive. I think and I want to see winners. Yeah. And, and to your point, Sandrine, and correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't it feel like, and I think James and I discussed this a bit on the pod, um, that there's a kind of like a generation of guys that have been in this world that are aging up above 
t-shirts and fucking goofball clown shoes, right? Like you might have your favorite tee that maybe has is three years old, but like you then get to a point where you realize you can wear that tee with a fucking suit from the same brand, right? Yeah. And as long as that brand is making it, like there's guys who are, and all of them listen to this show and they are all very cool and extremely stylish. I want to be clear. I just want to get this on the record. My one hope is that the pendulum doesn't swing too far back towards no, menswear. No, no, no. And we start seeing fucking, you know, men dressing like bootleggers or some shit, like fucking. No, 100% like not. I don't want to see that. I don't even like guys that, that dress like that. But I think that. If you, you never dated just, you know, a guy with a monocle? No. <laughs> no top hat? No waistcoat? No. I would hate that. That would, be, <laughs> that would be like a nightmare for me. A great uh, Gatsby ass looking motherfucker. A, a true nightmare that way. <laughs> but, but I, I mean, think that, dude, that, that dude's probably that dude's probably MAGA. Yeah, sure. Well, well, that's Richard exactly. Spencer. That's literally yeah, Richard for real. Spencer. Yeah. What men used to dress in this country? Yeah, damn. You hate to see that. And they stole Hawaiian shirts too. That killed as like a fat dude who gets fly. That killed my whole fucking as a big fat, as a big fat party animal. What are you going to wear to fucking party now? (laughs) Exactly. As a big fat party animal, they stole my culture. They stole your swag and now you need it back. They ran off on my fucking swag. Anyway, enough about me. Sorry. Aloha bitch. It means hello and goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Sandrine, a a big story recently. We want to get you to weigh on this. So, you know, in your expert opinion, because you are the expert here, uh, this whole Gap debacle where they announced the Kanye collaboration and people are like, yo, where's the Telfar shit at? This you? "Uh, Yeah. This you? How How did they handle that? And what could they have done differently? If from, any, a publici- if, from a publicity maybe, standpoint. Yeah, maybe they handled it perfectly. I don't know. Yeah, did they stick I the landing? I like Telfar has been doing so much and really was the one that came out swinging with like the Gap partnership. So I was a little disappointed to hear how that was handled on the back end um, as it came to light. I hope they do the, do right by him and figure that out. Um, he deserves it. The latest is they, they paid him gonna in pay, full. They're going to pay, yeah. But they're not. Full, but the collaboration is not yeah. necessarily happening. Which but is why, like, not, yeah. why not do it? Why not give the people what they've been waiting for? He's had like, you know, the Bushwick Birkin for sure. so long. Everyone is obsessed with it. Why don't we get a chance to see what he's uh, capable of? You know? My, my speculation is that uh, they don't have the money to do. Well, even though I think the Telfar thing would be on a different scale than Easy, I think that gap financially just like doesn't have the bread in our kind of doing what J crew never did, which is let's do the all our eggs in one basket thing and see if it works. And clearly what Kanye has done with Adidas proves that they're legit. There is a huge legitimate audience that wants like basics from him. So I think the Telfar thing doesn't fit into that blueprint, which is unfortunate as like the coolest face of queer black fashion. I mean, Telfar was doing kind of like what Hood by Air did that was so, uh, you know, it, it was felt nuclear where we were in New York, but I feel like could have done so much more if it had been given the platform. So it, it kind of sucks that, that that gap pulled the plug. But, yeah, I think they're paying it, and then that's it, which kind of is, yeah. is, is, is wow. I would have loved to have seen the, the caps of collection and let the public also, you know, put their party, stamp of approval yeah. on it. Yeah, because I was at the party in Paris. Well, I don't know if it was January or 
Paris in June. I can't really remember. And I was so proud to see like his community and his culture coming together at the Gap. Like the event was at the Gap. And saddened to see that there's no follow-up. Maybe they got their publicity, they got their press moment, right? That's the fucked up thing that the Gap proved to me, at least is they got that exactly what you're talking about. They got the cultural moment that was which what we know now was cap, right? That they clearly never believed in cap. it fully. And then that, they that on a hoodie. Yeah, right. And then they ran off after they got the they ran off on on no, but I Hellfrost think Hellfrost Clout, dude. I, I think also they because of COVID, they like laid off sure. a bunch of their internal people. And well, it, it seems like point. well yeah, but it seems like their entire like organization was just a mess to begin with because like the Telfar team or whoever was like leading the Telfar collab at Gap. I had no idea that the conversations happened, Kanye, unless they're living under, or they must have been living under a fucking rock because those conversations happened for a decade. And then vice yeah. versa, the Kanye sure. collaborators didn't necessarily know what was happening with Telfar. And so they just like, they just bricked it. Yeah. yeah. These, these, these things are mutually exclusive, right? Are you excited for, I know obviously it's a bummer because like Telfar could have done interesting things with Gap and apparently he like submitted like 30 designs or some shit. Are you interested, Sandrine, at all in like what Kanye's going to do? With the gap. Listen, St. <laughs> West's nanny needs a Bentley and a home. Ooh. And so does North. And so I fully support um, this being an opportunity for the extended team to have the glow up they deserve. Um, am I excited about it per se? I wouldn't say that I ran to my computer to see the announcement news, um, but I was also working. Um, I guess we'll see, you know, Let, let's see what comes out of it. But yeah, St. West's nanny deserves a Bentley. I think um, North has that like beautiful horse with like the fourteen fucking, yeah, why not another dozen? Yeah. Yeah, I think, listen, I'm Team North. You can't tell me anything. North is it. Nori's Black Book is it on Instagram. Um, these kids deserve the world just like every other kid. They're, they're so swaggy. I think yeah. that for me, I, I'm interested to see what it's going to look like. I would have been more excited to see this as a follow-up to Telfar since they were already building that up um, and people were waiting for the next step. Um, that's just a little disappointing. But again, I don't know the ins and outs of their business. I don't know if the entire team working on Telfar had to be furloughed due to like the current climate of the economy. Um, but we'll see. We well, speaking, see. speaking of kind of like uh, gigantic, just clusterfucks, uh, moving from the gap over to a world that you're very intimately and integrated with, which is the media. Mm. I'm sure that you've been following all these fucking like reckoning moments. It is the summer of the reckoning. Um, all these reckonings happening at all these media publications. Like, are you surprised at all? Did you kind of yeah. see this bubbling and, and are you, are, did, would, was this shocking at all? Or did you kind of know this was happening? You've worked with all these mags. You've worked are with you, all these editors. Are yeah. you even remotely surprised? You knew this was a powder keg. Uh, okay. So I feel like we all knew this was happening. And because, I mean, I personally, I wrote an op-ed and I expressed this one huge blowback that I had, uh, you know, dealing with a microaggressive boss who 
you know, tried to come for me. And then when I decided to resign, she went to my top client at the time and tried to say she did all the work. And I'm like, where the hell did you do this work from? Because I know you didn't. Um, (laughs) There are things like that that happen and people assume that, you know, they don't happen or that it just happens because this is what we have to deal with. And this is what we're expected is going to happen. I think that this is a great opportunity for people's stories to be heard. Um, You know, Lindsay did a great job of doing the black and fashion story for New York Mag two years ago. And a lot of us were sharing our experiences and probably not as candid as we wanted to be because you still need to go to work the next day. Yeah. Um, Still politics, you know? Yeah. And I think the politics, not out the window, but there's a difference in how people are being listened to nowadays. Before, I don't think it was a priority. It just is what it was, right? Um, And now it's like, all right, we can't go on like this. We'll be crucified publicly. Um, We'll be vilified for, you know, a period of time in our careers. So let's just deal with these people who have had bad situations. And I also think that, like, a lot of people we came up with are are better people, right? Like just to the core where they're like, yeah, this, this shit doesn't fly anymore. I'm not going to accept you talking to your, you know, to our black colleagues this right. way or, you know, whatever, because we were raised a little better. Um, so hopefully that um, change is sustained and people are going to be aware of things that make no damn sense and watch their mouth. The Black and Fashion Council has like a media representative, right? That is going to work with the media specifically. We have um, we have an entire executive board um, led by Lindsay uh, with Nikki from GQ and Tiffany Reed from Bustle, and um, you know they're going to work on media specifically and, and different publications and and helping everyone to get on the same page. So that's perfect. Um, I think that in general, everyone just needs to be more aware of the things that they say and do and note that, you know, nobody's accepting your shenanigans. Well, here's another, here's another loaded question. Which industry is worse, like fashion proper or media when it comes to racism? If you had to speculate, having worked with both brands, you know, on both sides. I don't know. I'm not in-house anywhere. One. Um, I mean, I'm agency and I'm sure there have been times where I found out how much another agency was getting mm. paid for the sure. similar gig and I was ready to, you know, blow up. But I've also over the past four years, you know, I'm like, this is what I'm worth. Like there's not a conversation. We're not going to have added conversations. If you don't want to pay me this when I know you have the budget or I know it's within your budget, then that's cool. We don't have to work together. I just would rather not work with people who don't want to pay me what I'm worth versus saying, you know, I'll just do it for the look. I don't want the look. I want a townhouse. Fuck the look. So there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to look. I want a townhouse. Boom. Fucking bars. Put that <laughs> on a fucking t-shirt. Fuck a look. Take your that. look and fucking fuck yourself with it. That's the first, uh, when Sandrine Charles Consulting does merch, I think that should be the first fucking <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, there. when I do merch. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not about the look. I'm not, like... You know, getting well, you're into past the that. You're you're like yeah. you're like ten, twelve years in, and not that even as like almost a, thirteen uh, years. Yeah. And even as like, like even the entry level, check. you shouldn't be necessarily be doing shit for the look. Ah, right? that's the worst, man. Doing my shit for exposure is the worst. I yeah, I'm not that. doing it. If my interns yeah. get paid, no. I would like to get paid. 
because they're doing a job. They're Your getting, interns get paid? Yeah, of course they Damn. do. Damn. What is this? Our this interns get, James, our <laughs> interns get paid too. Don't make us look too bad. I'm yeah. sure Sandrine compensates them a bit better, but yeah, still. Sure. They get paid. Maybe they get like a free Metro card or something. Fundamentally. Um, <laughs> but no, so, so you're, you, we, I mean, obviously you're super intertwined with media right now. Um, now that Lawrence and I are full-time podcasters and no longer editors at uh, various publications. So, you know, we're no longer your favorite editors. Who are your favorite editors to work with? Oh, wow. I have so many. Let's shout them out. Damn. Um, obviously, you know, the girls... Uh, Nikki, who's one of my best friends at GQ, you know, the girls have set there. Tiffany Reed's a good close friend of mine, you know, Danielle and Gabby Prescott, uh, love Amelia Madden. That's my sis. Um, I think that I can keep going on for a lot. Jonathan Evans is still a close friend of mine. He's been loyal since day one. Shout out um, Jay Evans. He wrote, okay. the, he, wrote, he wrote the Bugaboo Boys takedown for stealing yeah. part of big, big, fat animal, party animal culture. He did. That was, He's that the chosen was. one. He really is loyal. Um, you know, I like people who answer my emails so we can, you know, go on about it. But, yeah, well, you know. That, I, means, that means you hate me because, and that has nothing to do with you. I just, I literally have 54,000. Yes, you could. Sure. I can't find everybody, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easy fine. to find. I'm in the field. I'm easy to find, dude. I'm a man. You definitely people. are. What do you, you think of the whole, and I don't know if this has shifted, but is there still like a power dynamic imbalance between like publicists and editors? And, and I like when we were, when Lawrence and I were at uh, Complex of Four Pins, there's definitely like that, un- I guess it's unfortunate, like um, power dynamic. And Sandrine, like you're always like one of our favorites for sure. Um, Cause you're like an actual human being. Yep. Right? Yeah. Versus like a, all these other PRs. But like, ha- has that power imbalance changed as you progress in your career or as, or as the industry has evolved? Um, I guess it's, it depends, right? Like, I like how you said that like I'm a person I can like work with you, but we could also go drinking all night and like talk about real shit. Um, I'm also not a publicist that has advertising clients. There's no added benefit for you right. just being nice to me because you have to. So if you're nice to me, it's cause like we can vibe or you like my clients and we can just be, you know, good human beings. I'm always going to be that person. So if the tides turn cool, if not, you missed out. We could have hung out, you know. I don't know. But for me, yeah. I mean, there are times where I have friends that are like, yeah, I just got this. And I'm like, your client's also advertising hundreds of thousands of dollars. Of right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, great, great job. Great job. <laughs> great that, job. Yeah, just whatever you need to tell yourself to sleep at yeah. night, pat yourself on the back. You're blowing up. That's great. Fantastic. Oh, I got, I got Gucci on the Harry Styles cover. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And that's when I'm just like, damn, but it's cool because like I work hard. I work really hard for my clients. And I think that when they win and people see them continuously winning, at least I could say it's based on the work that's being done. Um, So I'm never afraid to just go, it's cool. It's the work. We're good. uh, So let's get negative. Who are some trash editors? (laughs) Name, some trash editor. Name names. Yeah. And and we're not don't and the loophole is not name the editorial staff on Garage, aka Garbage Magazine. Okay. We actually mean trash people. <laughs> uh, I don't 
don't think that there's, I think that everyone has their own issues. All right, well, let me give you an out right here. What are the, okay. what are the common tendencies of the trash people that you have to yeah. work with? Like the trash editors. Yeah. The worst oh, behavior. The worst, the worst behavior is getting my email or getting my pitch and then going to my client and asking for the same thing. So it's like, I didn't send it to you. And then I have, I don't think they understand like this. I have great relationships with my clients. So I talk to them all day. It's not just like, Oh, we have a call. So they'll tell me and then they'll loop me in. And then I'm like, hi, why do people (laughs) do do that? Why do people, why would people (laughs) go out of their way to make you look bad like that? I think it's also to make them look good in a sense um, because then it looks like they're personally reaching out to them mm-hmm. and like they, they sought them through, you know, like, Oh, I just needed to get to you. It's like uh, forward. I sent it to you uh, two days ago. Also CC my client in case you want to get bucked one more time. Cause <laughs> we can have that conversation. Don't play yeah. me. <laughs> Don't what play me. C-C-C-B. That's the worst thing. CC me. <laughs> instead of, instead of talking about people themselves, are there any publications that you would ever say on mic are like bad to work with? Or, or are you too smart for that? <laughs> uh, I'm too smart for that. So, so, so what are some Breitbart? Are there... What about Breitbart? Yeah, <laughs> Fox news. Yeah. Oh, I hate Fox news. <laughs> okay. you never, you're never like, you're never pitching like daily paper for a Fox news. Look, I don't think. They want that. <laughs> what about, um, what about, uh, yeah. Favorite, like who are your favorite publications to work with? And obviously like it's, it's intrinsic to what the client, who the client is and what they yeah. need and what they're looking for. But like, yeah, I think who, that like, who's just I a have, pleasure. Who's nice. Yeah. Besides, oh. the, besides the obvious ones, like highlights for kids, sports illustrator for kids, national and geographic for kids, etc. All the prestige shit that I read. The ones that are that. pleasant to work with. Um, Vogue is always a pleasure to work with. Teen Vogue is a pleasure to work with. Uh, GQ is um, a pleasure. Um, anything under bustle, those girls hold me down. Um, as Shout, far out as Shout out Alyssa Klein. Shout out. Yes, Alyssa. Holding it down. Cool, cool um, pot ant. Yeah. Yeah, we love a pot ant. Yeah, anybody that's really for, like, we're all doing a job. And I think that people forget that. It's a two-way street for our job. I need you. You need me. You're going to make my life difficult by by like you know not doing the right thing even just like saying no i could take a no but let me chase you um but i like it when editors are like no it's not going to work because then i i know you know where i need to kind of shift gears um that's what that's what that's what we've been telling both chuck it's like chuck if you can't do it let us know and that's fine and that's what we need virgil abloh to start doing like virgil if you don't have time yeah. To design a pop smoke covered and not save it for the last minute. Just let us know. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, no one is going to be mad at you for being honest and saying no. And I'm not just saying that to Chuck and Virgil, two people that need to hear it, but just, just, just anybody, right. That's something to remember and not lose sight of. It's that. managing expectations. Exactly. That's yeah. And then I still have to manage expectations to someone else. So if you're leaving me on red, um, I don't know what to tell my client when, you might be like their dream to be featured in. And I want to make their dreams come true. Right. And I need you to help me do it. Is there something that a magazine could ever do that would make you like stop working with them or, or that would put them like on a blacklist? Full, full yeah. blacklist. Cause we love a band. I just don't think anybody would try me like that. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And that would also be like a publicist version of cancel culture, which we're not a fan of. 
And we've said yeah. that, so yeah, okay. That's yeah, fair. You, just, you just pull up on the matte black bike with the fuck and squeeze you, <laughs> squeeze them with the fucking water bottle with the yop. <laughs> with the yopper. No, yopper I don't sitting. think anybody would do that. I would hope nobody would do that. Have you ever yeah. had to blacklist anyone? You don't have to name names, but like anyone that just was like this person's never getting a seat, never getting an invite, never getting Persona a non grata. Um, <laughs> no, I I don't think anyone has ever been outwardly disrespectful to me and. Maybe it's because I'm nice and I'm and I'm flexible. I don't take shit, but you know, no one has really taken me there. Mm. Um, and I'm glad they haven't seen that side because uh, I want them to have the most pleasant experience as well. Look, just a professional I, through and through. What a pitch! <laughs> she's yo, she's working right now, man. We're getting worked over in the best possible way. I, I mean, there's a lot of brands listening that you know maybe yeah, want to employ your, your services, Sandrine, and you've always had a super strong roster. Like even when shit was kind of being given to you, like what your boss may not have known. Sure. Is that those yeah. were actually big, big gas brands. And that's like, especially when uh, Lawrence and I were at complex and like, those are the brands that we wanted to like work with and, yeah. and feature. Um, the best of the best, the best and brightest. But the if there, the if there's one brand out there that you don't currently work with, like who's your dream client that mm-hmm. isn't currently on the roster? Your white whale, so to speak. I don't know if I have a white whale um, per se. I think that there's one that would I would love to keep it consistent, a nice, cute retainer. Um, but I'm sure that we're all working on the back end on that. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> but there's no not a white whale. I really do enjoy working with a variety of brands, um, just decent human beings. I can get with you if i see you're passionate and you're not crazy and i can understand what you're trying to sell i will work with you and i'll ride with you as long as you ride with me if you have unrealistic expectations like i want the new york times on friday i hired you on monday and i have no story to tell then i'm gonna be like we might not need to work together (laughs) because then you'll just say i didn't help you but you have nothing to talk about have you had those clients like in the past that just have like the most unrealistic shit I think I've had people who have seen what other clients have received and said, I should get the same. Ooh, and they're entitled. I want to get it at the same pace. And, and I don't think it's entitlement per se, because after speaking with them, it was more so like, I just thought that's the speed that everyone's on. Right. Cause you're so good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but, but do you have something to talk about? You know, it's, it's also a buildup. It's also making sure that people know I'm a hub for this brand, that they're getting, you know, all these emails and updates and releases that their interest has peaked. And um, some get it and they're cool and others don't. And it's fine. Wish are you the best of luck. Where you are at right now with your business, like how frequent can you take on new clients? Well, I have the bandwidth to take on new clients because... Again, the townhouse doesn't buy itself. <laughs> um, and I have a team. You've got time. You've got time. If, got it's time. Not a, if it's not a look, you have time. <laughs> <laughs> I have plenty of time for a budget. Um, mm-hmm. and, and a budget behind, with a brand behind it that I believe in. Um, sure. My team is actually, you probably hear them in the background. As the construction just stopped, but they're working on sample trafficking uh, before the weekend. But 
there's a team. And so as long as there's that support system and people are learning new skills and how to pitch better and how to manage stylist conversations better, uh, we can always help you. How, how big is your team? Four. Who's your favorite? Huh? I don't who, works favorite. The, who works the hardest? <laughs> Everyone's my favorite. <laughs> Damn. Like they can true, hear you. They can like hear a, you. Like a true politician. <laughs> Why don't you go take this phone into a conference room and then shut the door and then yeah, we can really talk yeah. So shit. this is the thing, guys. I'm it's not like it's going to be a public little, podcast. So we're just chatting. It's a, it's a sneak peek. Um, yeah. I'm in what's supposed to be Ooh, my office. Hell There's yeah. supposed to be a door here. And uh, that's the conference room, and there's supposed to be a door there, and our doors get installed uh, next week. So they're glass, and they're like... You have the biggest office, right, obviously, bigger than even the conference room as a, as a show of force? No, the conference room is massive, and it has better views. Oh, okay. The Damn. door's Yo, custom. Hey, I will say, Sandra, thank you for your sacrifice. You're a true leader. The fact that you let the conference room be better than your office. Thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm humble. <laughs> We know our invites for the office uh, opening party are in the mail. Oh, yeah, that's going to um, smash. Absolutely. Currently, the 1942 though, will be flowing. Ooh, say less. I'm there with bells on. I'm wearing, I'm wearing my, my next best Valentino dress. <laughs> <laughs> if, you had to, if you had to pick a current client, though, who you just enjoy working with the most, like who would it be? Or who would you want to highlight maybe for like the 17, 18 million listing at home? Yeah. Who do you want to plug? Chill. Who do I want to plug out of my clients? I mean, you'll have an opportunity to do that in an official plug session, but if there's somebody right now that, that just comes front of mind that is so emblematic of what can happen when the relationship between client and publicist is just fucking clicking. Oh, a good example? Sure. Who's that? Let's My hear about that. My baby daily paper. I love them. The um, Dutch? They are from Amsterdam. Um, big bike, big bike town. I've heard. Big, big bike, bike town. gang. <laughs> I think I love it so much because we're a partnership. Like before this call, I spoke to their um, marketing director. Like we were just chatting before that. I was on WhatsApp with someone else. Like it's just such an integrated team, winning team across the playing field. Spirit that like they know I want them to win. So they want to make sure I could win for them and vice versa. It's just, it's love. Um, so that's one I can definitely think of because it just happened. I just signed Flan a month ago. I really love their spirit because it's very similar. Um, I text with them all day. Uh, one of them came to my old office on, uh, um, on his bike and was just chilling for a little while. So I love to just have, a personal rapport with the client. So it doesn't feel like I'm walking on eggshells just to get you coverage. It's like, Oh, you know, my assistant Gina had a baby. Everyone was like, where's Gina? Um, she's coming back in September, but everybody was concerned about her. And I love that there is that kind of spirit within the company and with our clients. Sam let me just say, Charles let me just say, consulting is like Olive Garden and like throwing fish. It's when you're there, you're family. Your and Ebony, Ebony has and been doing Ebony has been doing a bang up job in a shout out to Ebony. Yeah, yeah, she has. She um, has. She's definitely picked up everything immediately. <laughs> in your work with Daily Paper, have you ever had the opportunity to go to Amsterdam and I didn't have time to do that when I went. I was there for almost a week. Um we what? had a lot of You didn't work. have time and you were there for a week? I know, isn't it crazy? So you're too busy, you're too busy, you're too busy booming. I was I was chilling. I was like, okay, cocktails, no bike, 
meetings all day. They gave us more of like a tour. I felt like it was like their version of Amsterdam that we got. And that was actually in November and that was chill. I will go back to cheap, of course. You should, you should go back. And when you go back, you should take this advice. A wise man once told me treat every day, like a three day weekend. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Try that one on for size. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a Carlos Franco original. A bar. <laughs> Not a three-day weekend. <laughs> it is a bar. Um, Sandrine, so, I mean, you've been following our careers closely, I know, and, and you know that Lawrence and I, we're kind of entering this new phase of really uh, relying on becoming influencers because we quit <laughs> our jobs to do this full-time, which I don't yeah. know if that was like the most financially sound decision. But, but it happened. It happened, so. You know, the whole influencer business model, especially with COVID now, and especially with so many fucking bozos fucking this up for all of us and, you know, Gen Z on TikTok and shit and these hype houses and shit, like, (laughs) are influencers still, were they ever effective and are they effective now in, like, moving product or, like, raising awareness? I personally think that if you're the right kind of influencer, you can do that. Um, a hundred percent. There's no reason why you shouldn't do it. If your job is actually to build traction and to get the viewership and like the, the product buys, like, I think the the influencers we work with, not all of them need to have a hundred K followers. You can have five K and out of the five K, all your photos are a thousand likes, you know, 200 comments. Then you're more valuable to me than someone with 60 followers and 10, you know, comments on every you know and a lot of a lot of them you know a lot i have to go in i have to start doing my own math yeah i just need to ensure what's that that engagement rate the what what's that engagement rate looking like you know the engagement rate is sometimes crazy yeah no those nano influencers can bring the fucking heat man you know they're a big fish small pond you know that listen I've made a career out of that. So you already know I'm on board. But I, as I always say, throwing fits, we are not influencers. We are influential. There is a difference. That's the difference. Boom. You can be an influencer all day and the needle doesn't move. But yeah. if you're influential, you can make the needle move behind the scenes, Bingo. in front of the scenes, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Front of house, back of house, on mic, off mic, throwing fits. What can we do for you? That is the <laughs> For any brands listening that are very interested in Sandrine's services, uh, Throne Fits hat also. Yeah. Open for business. We do, we'll do what I, like I've said, man, I will podcast for ISIS if the check is right, baby. Let's oh my go. Gosh. 25. Love a coin. The top love 10. A coin. The yeah. top 10 swords to behead, uh, you know. And- yeah, let's get <laughs> on Amazon right now. Two birds, one stone. Yeah, let's get the spawn con going. How do we become bigger and better influencers, though? Like, uh, we're influential, yes, but our footprint's small but powerful. We want to be big and robust. We want to be going mm. fucking nuclear with these checks. How do we become bigger and better influencers? Yeah. I think you guys are doing the right thing. It's the authenticity that draws people in. You can imitate somebody else's blueprint, but it's not yours. So, you know, there's a saying, whatever's for you won't miss you. Yeah. So. It's, and this, it's, it's, you know, listen, what you're saying is true because you just described a lot of other podcasts that I've heard out there. Sheesh. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. I mean, it's kind of as if it's because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> We're not able to follow anyone's blueprint because we're not listening to you. Yeah, exactly. It's tunnel vision. I I literally have tunnel vision. I don't know what other people 
are doing unless you're my friend and we're in the same field and you're like, this is what I'm doing. I'm not, I can't pay attention to you because once I do, I'm going to fumble. I'm doing too much. Sure. And um, I don't think about you at all. Don yeah, Draper type beat. <laughs> yeah. And it's no shade. I just don't want to get distracted. No, we throw our fucking horse blinders on and we sprint through a marathon. Yeah. Gallop. To a bag. To a fucking bag. Galloping like North's fucking armada of Arabian <laughs> stallions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Sandrine, um, you have successfully launched your own small business. We have launched our own small business. Yeah. What and is like small business? Yeah. What is the biggest misconception that people might have? Because a lot, like, I feel like this is a new thing, right? Like, fuck working for the man, fuck being a fucking cog, working for some, you know, abstract dream that is not yours, where your just creativity goes to die. You're just clocking in, clocking out, working for the weekend, like the yeah. weekend where you are. But for those people that do want to start up their own shit and maybe take advantage of this new economy, new fucking paradigm, yeah. What is like the biggest misconception people have about launching their own small business? Break the right. vicious cycle of the, of the rat race and chase your cheese yeah. with, with Sandrine and the boys, dude. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think that the misconception is that you're going to, it's just going to be easy breezy. Like you're going to wake up Gosh. at 10 and just chill all day and things are going to come to you or on the flip end side that you just don't have a plan and you're just following someone else's plan. Um, I work, all day. I'm up maybe 5, 6 a.m. Um, Chuck, what, have, like, Chuck what time do you wake up, Chuck? Uh, 10? <laughs> 10. Wow. If you round yeah. down to the nearest 10th, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you round down from noon. <laughs> 10. Oh, my God, 10? Where's, what do you do? Yeah, that's I'm a, I'm a real. I'm a real night owl. I'm up. Uh, I'm up late. I, that's when I well, put work in. Sandrine, I had a 10 p.m. new business call with Korea, and I was up with her son. Though, to, to be fair, my Chuck, business doesn't run without me. Chuck, come on, we'll go bike riding. Chuck oh, is I, getting I'm piled good. on. He's he's streaming. He's twi- he's twitching for throwing fits, or he's practicing <laughs> to do it, or some. I don't know. There's some yeah. plan, right? This, this, there's, yeah, a, there's, there's a plan. plan. The There's stats came in. The stats came in. You av- you've been averaging uh, four viewers a session. <laughs> Don't put them on blast like that. That's private no, information. Room oh, for man. growth. It's room for growth. There are oh, a lot man. of listen. The sky's the limit for this one. I'll I'll tell. I'll say that. I see. I see. I see it. You're you're gonna shine. Don't you worry. Do you think there's going to be um, any sort of backlash to like the? And I'm not saying that you're like a, a perpetrator of it, but the whole like hustle and grind uh, mentality. I'm literally anti-hustle and grind only because I need sleep. I need to rejuvenate. I need to reset. I am not of service to anyone if I do not get myself together. I'm not someone that's like, you know, working 24 seven. I'm not doing that. I will also send emails and say, I'm logging off (laughs) for the day. Um, I will talk to you tomorrow. Like while we were sitting here, I was sending clients coverage because we're going into a long weekend. I need me time. A hundred percent. And I don't want anyone to think that like you have to hamster wheel yourself right. to get to where you want to be. I mean, I'm not where I want to be exactly, but I am working towards it. I just want to not run myself, you know, dry and tired before I get to where. Yeah. I, you I want the, the townhouse, but at what cost, right? At a certain point, the hustling becomes unhealthy and you just got to be aware of that. Backwards. Yeah. But I think yeah, there's I, also, there's also a backwards. difference. There's also a difference between, 
doing the work, like if you have a call with Korea, it's going to have to happen at 10 PM. Right. Versus, versus like publicly announcing like, yo, still working. Yeah. Still at the office, 10 PM. The fuck you doing? I never do that. I also am pretty discreet to the point where like, I don't really put that much out there because you also don't need to know my business like that. Um, Do you at least tweet rise and grind when you wake up? No. You should take advantage you, of that. That's got to feel really good. Yeah. Actually get off a rise and grind at like 5.59, real superior tweeting yeah. hours. I, I like to, I literally I like to roll schedule. Over. <laughs> I like to schedule tweets to go out at 3 a.m. Yeah. Also that too. Except yeah. again, Sandrine and I, we don't tell lies on, on the internet. Okay? No. When I roll over at 5 a.m., it's like really a true rollover. Like, oh, I have a, a quick call um, with one of my European clients or I'm like, I have to do stuff before I start my day. Um, but I don't need to tell anybody that. Right. Are you one of those people where you get up and you just fucking go? Or do you need like that morning routine, no. that wake up time? I have a dog. I have to walk my dog for at least an hour. She likes to, you know, really stroll. And then I need to come back and like start my day. Um, I can't, I can't waste time in the morning and sometimes I snooze. So I have to just figure it out. I got to play about uh, 12 games of boggle and then scroll through like Patia's IG and then like, you know, you're reading the news. You're, you're catching up on the news. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. A lot of for, the foreskin daily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has COVID put a dent in like your business plans? Like what, like, or, or just like the progress? Um, I think that for me, COVID delayed my office, which is why you're hearing my construction zone throughout this conversation. Sounds, sounds great. It sounds expensive and professional, so that's good, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no expert, no comment. Your interns are your interns are hanging the doors right now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. No, I have a no. I have a construction guy here, and he's um, yeah. doing an install on the wall. Is he hot? Um, yeah. No. How hot is he? No. Okay. But um, I'm just watching it go down. <laughs> Is he fucking? I think, well, I was like, he's either shirtless or he's fucking up right now. Yeah, second one. <laughs> um, Damn, the wrong, the wrong kind of babysitting versus watching. Look, we're all going. It. We're all going through it, Sandrine. So, like, I, yeah. you know, let's say, uh, fucking, you know, Fauci comes through with the vaccine tomorrow. Like, what's the first thing you're doing when COVID ends and, and quarantine is officially fucking donezo? What first day out? So quarantining. Wow. No, no. Oh, I'm, not going, I'm not doing any of this with anybody. I don't, I, I took the test twice. I was negative twice. I want to keep it that way. Sure. Um, I think that this is bigger than any of us know. And we all need to be super careful. And when everyone's like, okay, we can start eating outside. Um, I'm only going to go to FUMO where it's family. And I'm like, okay, Sure. We're all pretty distant. I know the owners. I feel like they're being extra cautious versus, you know, being in the street downtown. And it just looked like a party. Like on Saturday, I rode, again, city bike. And I was shocked to see so many people on the sidewalk. So you're just no mask or anything. So your standing reservation with the throwing fits boys at Red Lobster in Times Square, we're going to cancel that moving forward, I guess? Please cancel it for the time being. <laughs> okay, got it. I, Roger that. Stay safe. Honestly, this is <laughs> real. Well, yeah. like, if it did end tomorrow, Sandrine, like, what, yeah. like, what, what do you miss the most what about do you miss? the COVID world that you would that you would like um, indulge in? I actually, 
like had an epiphany during quarantine. Like I was definitely in a hamster wheel of things. Like I'd go to work. I do like 12 meetings. I have to still do my work. I have to still, you know, figure out the little nuances of my day. And I never really stop for myself. Whereas like now I'll do like calls while walking my dog nice. or like I'm in Central Park or something. And I think I was more afraid that I would be scrutinized, you know, that corporate mentality, like you need to be sitting in a conference room or at your desk to get work done. And I was following that. I was subscribing to that. And now I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm crushing it better when um, I take time for myself, when I can regroup. So I don't really miss pre-COVID that much. And going into quarantine, I had plans. Some of them, you know, didn't work out the way they're supposed to, but they're going to work out better um, in the end. And I'm not saying that to be optimistic. It's actually the plan has shifted in my favor. Um, So, you know, quarantine, I hope for everybody was an eye opener and there should be no rush to get out of quarantine. Speaking of eye openers and that epiphany you had about like your, this idea, the physical relationship that you kind of had or that misconception that you had about your computer and your desk, like what other ways have you been self-improving and, and, you know, leaning into the betterment in Quar? Oh, um, you know, just really kicking my feet up, like living, living my best life. I think I really wasn't doing that before. Um, that, that is something that I, I remember someone told me, I met you at an event and you were on your phone the entire time. I was like, what time was it? They're like seven. I'm like, I'm still working. Yeah. But like, I also didn't mean to offend you, but I, I work for myself and now I'm like, okay, it's six o'clock, seven, just like, you know, now I just finished sending everything out. I should feel good to kind of clock out, do my six o'clock call and be good. I shouldn't have to worry about anything afterwards except for myself and my best mental health normalize being a self-made mogul people you know some some of us have real work to do you fucking babies oh (laughs) you didn't smile at me sandrine at the event because you were on your phone busy making a lot of money fuck off (laughs) i hope i'm trying to make a lot of money but also it's like email me you want to get email me (laughs) (laughs) i'm also a human and i and i I know that i'm not smiling every day Yeah, yeah like quality of life I think it was an event that was my friend's event. So I was also going to support and um, I, I didn't realize, you know, I, I, I'm doing the best I can with what I have. I sure. don't mean to not make you happy or, you Smile, know, I wasn't sweetie. aware. Yeah. <laughs> Smile. <laughs> Smile more. Um, on the That's how side, motherfuckers get punched in the face. If, if you weren't, <laughs> if you're listening at home and you're still doing that. Please. What um yeah, first of all, you're at home, so like who are you talking <laughs> Yeah, we don't do it to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I mean Sandrine, it sounds like you've really kind of been thriving um and enabling like self-actualizing in quarantine, which is amazing to hear and like inspiring. I'm gonna I'm doing the next podcast from the fucking beach. Well, <laughs> you should. Let's you should go to Florida. Honest. You should go to Jacksonville. I'll go to Texas, I'll go to Arizona. I'll go to uh, you know. Um but no, Sandrine, let's let's be honest. Yeah. You're the most transparent podcast in the game. What what trash behavior have you been exhibiting? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just what, saying bye. What's the what's like the trash behavior that you've been kind of leaning right. into all core? Besides not paying attention to us right now. I was saying bye to one of my team members. Um <laughs> 
I think that the trash that I've the trash that I've let go of personally. No, no, no. That like you leaned into embracing yeah. the trash behavior. Like yeah. you know, whether it's like eating habits or like, I don't know, just being like, I've actually been watching watching real trashy TV. Yeah, guilty pleasure shit. city, population Sandrine. What's what's good? Oh, I just watch a lot of TV while I work. Like I watch uh, the Sopranos from season one. I did the same with Living Single, Family Matters. Ooh, ooh. Um, yeah, Do you watch it and work. Yeah, but don't you miss like the Sopranos? Like, what did you miss? Is that like the fourth time you've seen it, or was it the first? No, time? it was the first time. <laughs> did you miss anything? No. Okay, I did, I I did the same that. exact thing. I did the same exact thing. The with work and watches. I worked. I don't have any work better capacity. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't have the. I don't have I it in me. It. I can't yeah. do it. Having, yeah, I can multitask pretty well. And, you know, in our old office, our TV, we had an open floor plan and the TV was in the middle. And so I would just leave the TV on, of course, for the day to watch different shows. And then by, you know, the evening or after hours and I was powering through, I would just put like a movie or something. Mm. I like, I like that in my um, atmosphere. And prior to that, I used to just listen to music all day long, uh, you know, when I was in corporate. But, um, yeah, I love that. I've well, we're gonna to write. We're gonna get into uh, this trash. We're gonna get into <laughs> film and and music in a bit. But um, first up, we're gonna switch on over to the second topic of this podcast. We're done talking about ourselves. Finally, oh, about oh, uh, finally the second <laughs> less important topic, but still important, which is money. Yeah, Ka-ching. Um, you know, this used to be a gauche question, but now that salary transparency is a a good thing to have so that we can, you know, track disparities across like different yeah. whatever lines. Uh, we want to know, Sandrine, how much money do you make? Yep. I don't make any money. I'm poor and broke. All right. You make zero dollars um, on that's the record. Crazy. How much money would you, how much money would you like to make? Let's talk yeah. about that. Let's talk about aspiration. Aspirationally, I would like to make enough money to get my brownstone. Yeah. Townhouse. What, you want what townhouse bread. What neighborhood are we talking yeah. Um, really, I can't say because there's just too much going on with people coming and running up in, in the neighborhoods and buying up the brown Gentrifiers. Like, Damn. Yeah. Listen, what is Lawrence, that song? That's Lawrence, put Lawrence, Clinton Hill. <laughs> I'm, Are you a, I, am I a gentrifier? I mean, how am I supposed to yeah, say that? Clinton I mean, Hill. I, obviously. Was, yeah, yeah. First of all, very first different. of all, first of all, I live in Bed Stuy. Uh, oh, now you're in Bed Stuy. Well, I've always been in Bed Stuy. At least, well, I'm on like the border. Uh, I have your address. I'll, I'll map it out. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's right <laughs> on the border. Yeah, I'm also. I don't want to say my address on mic. <laughs> no, but I have it. I have it. Yeah, you have it. Yeah. In case you don't. In case you don't. Is <laughs> oh, bro, but Sham apartment you know four, what, apartment four A. Sham, you know what to do. <laughs> What's what's gonna happen? It's gonna get bleeped. It's gonna get bleeped. That's what's uh, going about. Uh, I mean, yeah. or yeah. how about this? You know, what? just to make things fun, Sean, why don't you also drop a flex bomb right here as well to make up for that? Cool. Moving on. <laughs> um, Sandy, what do you like to spend your money on though? Like what? Like what? When you have the time to shop, whether um, it's shopping, whether it's investing, whether it's you know investing in yourself, what what do you like to pour your money into? Uh, let my finance guy tell it. Uh, huh. I spend too much money. At Netta Porter, hmm. um, let my wealth manager tell it. Ooh. I'm saving. Um, let me tell it. I'm buying my team lunch and stuff. Like I don't know what I'm buying. I try like to not spend a lot. I used to be a spender growing up, uh, knowing that someone else is paying my bills. But now that I pay my bills, I try 
not to spend fiscal responsibility. You pay a lot of people's bills, right? I mean, that's exactly. the thing. What about what, what's what about the bling from from your boy Mr. Flawless? What is that the one little the one thing you allow yourself is to get fucking absolutely dripped in stones? Thank you. I just said, thank neck. you. Thank you, Gregory. I, I love these. <laughs> okay. um, All right. All right, let's sure. move on to the got third it. and final topic. We've got that's to be a, respectable. That's gotta a be different respectful. kind of flow team. That's not the kind of shit that exactly. Sandrine sends me and you. <laughs> that's, that's ice flow team. Yeah. F-L-O-E. All right, moving on to the third and final topic because we've got to be respectful of young self-made moguls on oh, yeah. this Zoom. Yeah. Uh, let's talk meats and cheeks real quick. So you okay. told me that you, you broke up during quarantine. Yeah. I actually like got back with like an ex of mine, like that love of my life ex. Let's not get it twisted. Okay. It wasn't just like a random person. And, um, you know, we wanted different things at this point. I wasn't, I was not where he needed me to be when he was there. And I also didn't know that he was in that space because he didn't communicate that mm. until afterwards. And then I Oh, terrible. I felt yeah. bad at first. And now I'm like, are you kidding me? I, I'm literally like putting you on a pedestal, like love of my life, all these great things. And now that you have the upper hand, you know, you're trying to make me feel bad. And I'm just not in that, that, that mindset. Mm-hmm. Did quarantine accelerate or like compress the timeline of what would have normally be, like taken longer to kind of figure out? I think we would have been went back and forth maybe a couple more times, which I'm actually embarrassed to say. Um, but quarantine definitely dialed into what the issues were. Again, he was one that like, even when we first like saw each other since the fall, um, I was like, I'm so sorry about this. Like, cause you know, sometimes I'm like, can't do it. Like gotta go. And I have to move on to, for what I'm doing for the day. But, um, I was very apologetic. I cried. I was like, Oh my God, I didn't realize it comes off so rude when I'm trying to work. And I'm like, telling you I can't help you right now. Sure. Um, so I, I did all that. And, you know, I, I say all that to say there's no resolution. <laughs> mm. Damn, I mean, that I happens. Hate- That's life, right? That's yeah. life. I mean, Sandrine, it sounds like quarantine really kind of like put things in perspective for you. And, it, you know, it only took 130,000 de- dead Americans, but it sounds yeah. like you're really doing amazing in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to ask, yeah, yeah all, all, your, all your self-discovery at the expense of human life is... No, I think frankly, I had a lot of great self-discovery. Yeah, And absolutely. I stayed my ass at home and I only yeah. saw one person for the sure. first... Like I didn't even see my family until last month. So I definitely was self-quarantining one other person and keeping it contained. Yeah. I just well, meant look, more all, metaphorically yeah. and jokingly blaming you for all the death <laughs> and destruction just so that, you know, you could get your groove back, but it's fine. What we do know, and science has told us this, is that once quarantine is lifted, it is going to be the horniest summer of all time. Yikes. I'm scared just thinking about it. I'm married. Yeah. And so while you may not be out there, you know, sucking and fucking, <laughs> there are going to be, we do have 17 million majority young men. Yeah. And podcast right now. And now they know that you're single and ready to motherfucking mingle in like two years from now when you're ready to enter the world. But you're also. I entered the world. I, I, I entered the world when I was done with that. Um, I still have love for him, but like mm. I've already. You're on the market. You know, yeah, I'm on the market. Right. I'm, yeah, Sandrine, I'm how how should a young man dress? Because you're a very stylish woman, obviously, and you Thank and you, you know, like you're very um, integrated, successful, the, and smart as well. as well. How should a young man dress to catch a young woman's fanciful eye? 
Not in like those doofy vests that the finance guys wear midtown. Um, the Patagonia vests. No, but like not when you're out. Like you could wear it to right. work, but like change for the evening. I just don't understand where what's not clicking. Um, I don't mind anything. I like guys in suits. I don't mind guys in sweatpants. Um, just not bike shorts per se. Um, Those gray sweats, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, just if you can put yourself together and you're comfortable in what you're wearing and you're authentic to yourself, I can be comfortable alongside you if you're trying too hard. If you look like a walking billboard of mm. what I read on Hypebeast for the day, we're going to have issues. What about uh, if it was you that made them into walking billboards because you're so good at getting those fucking clippings, dog? <laughs> you <wanna laughs> uh, think about that? No, because I think that any guy, like one guy I'm talking to, he doesn't dress like me at all. Um, and I like that. because you like, prefer right, you to date non-streetwear, not just industry guys, <laughs> but guys that are even like a fan of this world? Probably someone who doesn't know what I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have, to imagine, I have to imagine that anyone our age who's into this world are just emotionally stunted, like Lawrence yeah. and myself and, and every other man that we know in this. I'm, I'm married. I'm good, dog. I am so comfortable with expressing my feelings in an open and honest way. So there never, ever is any miscommunication whatsoever, unlike Sandrine's ex, the love of her life that unfortunately is out in the ether. It is what yeah. it is. You can be God both the love of, of the love of someone's life and trash. What about, um, <laughs> it's called intersectionality. What about, yeah. like, what about you, Sandrine? What's your ideal first date fit for like, what are you putting on? Ooh, me. Yeah. yeah. Depends on where I'm going. You're going oh. to a zoom call. Well, what, okay. How about this? How about this Sandrine? What is the ideal first date for you? Uh, something that I don't like crowded bars or like, you like, you're not going to flex on me by bringing me to a restaurant. That's like really, really don't bring me to Carbone and think you're, you're, you're showing me the world. So, um, so don't be the guys. know the guys say, I know a spot meme. Don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy. Um, but like, I wouldn't mind a little, well, my friend, Ben, he owns a, a, a skate, well, streetwear skate brand called grand. He did one of his lookbooks in this like old school Italian restaurant downtown. I need to find the name so I can tell you. Like someplace like that would be nice where it's low key, nothing crazy. We can talk. It's not like you're trying to flex on me by bringing me around people red, so you can dash them it's up. A, yeah, it's a red sauce joint. It's like Supreme. Yeah, exactly. Something low key. Yeah. Mm. And what? And what? What's your fit for that oh, yeah. low key, nice first date? Yeah, that romantic low is key. This, is it this? gorgeous valentino gown you have on yeah. it would definitely never be this um and i also you, have on as well to be fair i don't want to get don't bury the lead here people i look fucking glamorous and fabulous it's very well. pretty yeah gorgeous um no it's probably like i like I, I can dress up i have this one fit that i only got to wear like twice which i'm furious because i don't really instagram my fit so like i can wear them again um smart yeah. and it's like and then I have a lot of like mini skirts with like bodysuits like I'm a bodysuit kind of girl um I have like three drawers of bodysuits um oh, which are my thing yeah I love a, a bodysuit a, bo a bodysuit for every occasion Wolford gets all my money now Kim Kardashian made these skims bodysuits that are so like good 
the material's really good and they, like short sleeve, no sleeve, long sleeve. I'm like, you personally, you personally financed one third of North's 14 horses. Yeah. That was yeah. Her horses and Saints, uh, Nanny's Bentley. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, as you know, we've had our two Groms who are making an unlivable wage. However, we did get at least one of them, his full-time job. So that counts. Uh, but we want to turn the mic over to them in this segment, 60 Seconds of Thirst, where they're going to unmute themselves off the Zoom. They're going to ask you anything. Maybe they're going to pitch you on something. Maybe they, have, uh, they want you to represent them in their business ventures. I don't know. Complete wild card. Uh, Chef, you are currently unmuted. Why don't you go first? We'll switch it up. Yo, wow. How's it going? Um, it's been Hi. it's been super cool hearing you talk about all your clients and stuff this whole time. I was just wondering, I work in a client-based like world too, so I was wondering if you had any advice on how you like build those relationships in a in a in a chill way. With a client? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it seems like um, I don't know, yeah. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, is that it? I mean, it just, right. it just seems like you got, you're like, you're like homies with a lot of them, you know, you're like texting and uh, yeah, I don't know. So I'm homies yeah. with all of them because I, I feel like what I do, I would not be of service if you didn't like me as a person. If you feel like, okay, mm-hmm. we're out on an interview or we just had a meeting and you're so quick to get rid of me, then, you know, you don't like me as a person. And I would hope so. Like I, cracked my ankle open. I ruptured my Achilles like a week before I was supposed to go out West for an onboarding. And the client was so flexible and nice. I waited another month and we still have a great rapport today. I think that that's the foundation of comfort. If you're not comfortable with someone, it's always going to feel like whatever you say can be used against you literally. Yeah. I I think, I think it's also like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Sandra, but I feel like the businesses. Uh, who are your clients are mostly like small, usually independent, um, kind of like more creative minded. Whereas chef, you're dealing with fucking like fortune 500 companies. Like what do you need text? Like the fucking CMO of like, yeah, know? I think, yeah, I think it's a mix though. Cause even with larger companies, I have the departments that I'm cool with. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily need to be a 10 man team that like, I just don't have access right. to everyone, including the finance guy. I want it to be like, we can all go to dinner and there's not a problem. Um, and it, and it's like 30 of us and everyone is cool. Like I, I have one client that literally that's what happens when they come to town, multiple departments, all different people. Um, and that's important um, that you like us as people too. And maybe call me old fashioned, but uh, chef, I mean the way it, just to throw in my two cents, I would say, get that fucking corporate card take them out for a night in the town, <laughs> put them in some compromising positions. Yeah. Get busy. Gather your, your compromise and then make sure that, you know, they, they know that you have this dirt on them and then yep. they'll kind of be, you know, available to every back and one of yours. That's, Pretty, how you, that's how you build a client relationship. Call me. I, re- I wouldn't recommend that, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> find out what they do and, and, and go chill with them for yeah. a hot minute. I, I believe the strategy that James is talking about professionally is known as pulling a Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. Chef, take them to like a cool show in Brooklyn. Well, like that's my problem is always that like I when I when I try to be like just myself and just be like a friend to these people, all of a sudden then it's just like you know people don't take me as seriously because just the way that I talk is just not like you know like a fucking admin. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Tom it's uh, yeah. I think you could find your balance and also 
people who who also want to get to know you better will understand where you're coming from when you're giving them like feedback, directive, or strategy. If they're just thinking that you're regurgitating something that they heard at, you know, a pitch meeting right before you, then it lacks authenticity. And everything mm-hmm. you do, especially in our space, needs to be authentic because there's too many people not being themselves and thriving. This so, is why we fuck with Sandrine. It's uh, yeah. She is a human. She's not a fucking pitch robot. And this is why we fuck with Chef. If any of Chef's clients do not understand <laughs> the place that this man is clearly coming from, which is not just a place of thoughtful galaxy brain kindness, but in actual tangible ideas that will affect the bottom line. If you don't get that, then guess what? You're not cut out for this fucking business, all right? Exactly. Chuck, <laughs> 30 seconds of thirst. Please unmute yourself. Uh, I actually have a couple follow-up questions. Um, <laughs> you said that you uh, take calls while you're walking your dog. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of dog do you have? Big, big dog, <laughs> dog check. She's, she's a Shih Tzu and a Brussels mix. Her name is Croissant. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. She's French. so cute. Yeah. Wait, Brussels Gryffindor? She's a, yeah, she's a yeah, French. She's a Brussels <laughs> and she's a Shih Tzu mix. And I mm. got her in Queens six years ago. And oh. When she she's like misbehaving and not like you know you call her and she's not coming. Do you do you do uh, this is really life. funny. Hurry up, hurry up, my damn croissant. <laughs> I go croissant. Well, she uh, she listens. Very that's well. that's like, cool too. That's a good one too. Yeah, she listened. She was trained. Uh, a dude on my block back then uh, had a pit bull, and so when I got her, you know, dudes would always be outside during summer, and they're like, "All right, we'll teach her," and they they. They definitely trained her, and my sister did too, but she was always outside with them and their dogs. Um, my other follow-up question was, uh, what is, what are you, who was your favorite character in The Sopranos, and what was your favorite episode? <sighs> Guys, don't crucify me, okay? Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I knew it. It was all coming down to this. This is I what happens when you watch and work, people. Let Sandrine be an example of what not to do in watching the greatest television show of all time. And don't say, don't just say Steve Van Zandt because of fucking Larry, no. Larry's uh, bandana. No, no, no. Sle- sleazy Van Zandt. <laughs> I think my favorite character on the show is not because I liked them or I thought they were amazing. It was more so because I felt so bad for them. Okay, so every character on The Sopranos. <laughs> but I really felt bad for Paulie. I felt like he oh, never could really elevate. Yes. Yeah. And so I would always watch to see, like, is he going to get to where he's going? And there was that one episode when he was home. All the guys were out, or they were out at different places. I can't pinpoint. Sorry, I didn't watch it enough, uh, which <laughs> season it was. But he was home, and, like, he was home watching TV with his mom eating dinner. But yet he's, like, you know bullying the others all day and taking the money um from like all the businesses that they were hustling but you have nothing to go home to he had no wife he had no girl he had no home it was sad he was a made man (laughs) he was a made lonely man yeah damn dude so that's like what that's the ghost of christmas future what you don't want to be right yeah you got to look at that and go whoa what are you really doing I why think, are you doing that? Right. I think that's another, speaking of epiphanies, I think that told you what you need to know about. Sometimes, again, you work too hard. You miss out on the me time and the things that you need to do for you, Sandrine, right? 
I never missed out on that time. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's be clear. Um, but I was like, I, I was hoping that he was going to elevate before like the feds got to them and all of those um, longer conversations towards the end. But like, he didn't really go to therapy. He wasn't doing mm. it, but yeah. Yeah. Therapy was uh, frowned upon with yeah. those guys. That's basically. Yeah. As, was, as was cunnilingus, which like, <laughs> that shit's awesome. Real quick. <laughs> Hell yes. Chuck, do you have a third follow-up or are you done? Yeah, that's only two. Uh, do you have a favorite episode? Chuck. No, clearly we're moved past the Sopranos now. <laughs> oh, I, I, well, that was it. I asked her favorite favorite, favorite episode. <laughs> All right, 60 Jeez. seconds of thirst. On fucking fire as per usual. The boys are back. This is, we haven't had one of these a full 60 seconds. Thank you, Sandrine, Tom's for being back. here and uniting our entire yeah. operation. And Appreciate it. There, there's a re- that's not the only reason why we wanted to have you on, which yeah. because we know you're going to bring <laughs> to the boys clear. out from the woodworks. We wanted to have you on because, like, you are one of the chillest, coolest, smartest, most ambitious people we know. And so Facts. we really need to hear from the source's mouth, what you're fucking with and what you're not fucking with in this segment we call Fuck What Not Fuck With. It is a working titles. I don't know if you're good with titles. Maybe you can help us with that. Uh, we've been yeah. stuck for, I don't know, three or four years now. But we want to know, I mean, <clears throat> this is perfect. What brands are you currently fucking with? Ooh, let's hear the roster, kid. Here's the plug time. And, 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 and full, yeah, and uh, for, for transparency's sake, you have to tell us if they're a, a client or not. Yes, you do. You have to tell us if you're a cop. Sure. Um, I mean, it's no secret. You know, I love daily paper client flan fucking with them client Graham fucking with them friend Noah fucking with them forever. My baby. Um, I, that was the last thing that was the last thing we worked on in my time together. Yeah. When I went, uh, interviewed Brendan, like with like the fucking, the, the, the pool that he built out. Yeah. The bowl. We we built the skate deck with Congress. Yeah. That might be me. That might be the last event I ever RSVP'd yes to, to be honest. <laughs> they're all, they're all pretty bad. Time. I mean, not yours, Sandrine. Yours no. are good, obviously. But for the most part, their events are not good anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's going to change the way people do events moving forward. Oh, for um, sure. Let me see. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a swim girl. I'm a hashtag relax, it's just ass kind of girl. So Riot Swim, Myra Swim, Frankie's Bikinis. Um, none of which are clients. I just like them all. Wait, what um, is hashtag relax? It's just ass and, and do I search this after hours I mean, or like during work hours? I'm sure you can search it after this. Um, <laughs> it's just like a vibe. Like I'm a Caribbean girl. I'm not trying to wear like tricky full bikinis. And I'm sure there's other people who are on that tip too. So right swim, you know, relax. It's just ass. It's like a huge it's a huge thing. That's um, the slogan. Something for the spicy girls, you know? Got it. Um, no, that's, that's the slogan for throwing fits. Something for the spicy girls. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I'm a, I'm, when, I start wearing, when I start wearing bike shorts, I'm going to start saying relax, it's just ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Relax, <laughs> it's just my cakes. It's just dead ass. It's just dead ass. You gotta, sometimes yeah. you have to keep it spicy. Um, <laughs> who else do I really like? Oh, they're, they're, you know, I'm a, I'm a heels girl, even though I don't get to wear heels as often as I would like. Um, so I love Prada shoes. Like, I have these booties I'm obsessed with. Um, not a client. Um, I also love these, like, 
and these slingbacks that my friend Lisa wouldn't let me buy. Well, I made her buy it. I was like, oh, it's just $900. You buy it first and we'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I do buy a lot of luxury, but I feel like luxury is timeless. Um, 100% timeless. And I need to go edit my closet and give a lot of um, these sweat sets away that I just get for free. Sure. Um, I'm obsessed with Tibby. I'm always in the Tibby jumpsuit. I also like Alex Mill for their jumpsuits. If I'm outside running around for work, I'm usually in a jumpsuit or, you know, framed denim is really good. Not a client. You're a fucking go brand on. encyclopedia. Yeah. Yeah. With you know, a lot of brands. I will say to Sandrine's credit, we have people come on and you would think, right, that they would just be able to rifle them off. And then a lot of people freeze up and James and I really have to like massage it and work it out consensually, obviously. And uh, you just were fucking, I love that about you because I feel the same way, dude. I believe the term is brand whore and I'm not afraid to admit it. I love brands. I love brands. But I they're, also love they're brands. people too. They're people but too, ladies me. and gentlemen. Yeah. According to the Supreme Court, brands and corporations yeah. are people. We don't make the law, dude. That's just what about in the law of the land. Are there any brands out there that you're not fucking with? And I know that like, if you're not fucking with them, you don't even like, think about them or know about them but like what about like maybe some overhyped shit that it, uh, you know that is just like yeah making too much noise or or is everybody a potential future client Ooh. um i don't necessarily think that everyone is a potential future client um but i also don't think that they're not james and i had an offline off the record conversation Ooh, um, those are the best kind those are the best, you know, a nice little embargoed one. I believe it's like, like, that's like close friends in real life. True, truly. Close friends, yeah. we, we pivoted yeah. to, we pivoted to voice notes, you know, the kind of, we did. Oh, so. disappear. Yeah. No, no, no compromise in this case. James, no screenshots. No screenshots. James, James no didn't screenshots. have a sting operation set up like normal, <laughs> like a fucking cop. <laughs> I was like, nah, we're good on that one. There okay. are ones that like, I just, you know, I don't really mess with anymore. Like there would have to be like a strong coming to Jesus for me to reassess my, um, my lens on my opinion and how they're running it and what they're doing. And, and sometimes again, hamster wheel mentality, it might have worked. So you just keep doing it. Let's get fresh. Let's get innovative. Give me something new to play with. I don't know. You know, Speaking of fresh new things to play with, let's talk sneakers, right? I know you were very coy. We can't talk about, about the Nikes you got on. Right. No. Right, right. But could you fill us in? Would you be so kind as to let us know the rest of your current rotation at least? Can we do that? Um, Some highlights yeah. maybe? I mean, I'm not like a true hype queen. Um, I do get a lot of really good sneakers. Um, Clearly. <laughs> these are my favorite at the moment um i have to admit and plug that i've been doing this nike running challenge for two months so i've been rotating between um nike zooms uh, which have been pretty comfortable for me um and i i guess you could tell like i prefer nike sneakers um so your, overall. Checks over, your, your checks over, checks stripes, over stripes regardless correct uh -huh, no. um two virgils I'm, uh, hundo p <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anytime there's a new release uh prior to covid i would go to my client sneakers and stuff i'll see what's out i'll get my sneakers i'll you know make sure that i rotate what i personally like i have these um olivia kim 
and yeah. Nike, friends and family. Those are fire. Oh my God. They're my favorite sneakers to wear before COVID. <laughs> I've worn them maybe three times because I try to keep my sneakers clean. Um, but I'm trying to see what's on my, like I have in my entryway just a, a line of sneakers. So I have some Jordans. Um, I have a lot of collaborative sneakers that either I've launched or um, a client has launched that are just sitting there. So I try to just grab and go. Otherwise, I'm in my A-Life and Crocs collabs that are my day-to-day. I have those. I I have those. Thank you, Sandrine. Thank you for those as well. What about about, besides the Crocs, what about like non-sneakers? Heels, right? You said heels. The Prada heels. heels. Yeah, I have Prada heels. I have um, some Fendi. I have some Chanel boots. I heavy hitters. I have some Bally knee high boots that just, I mean, uh, and then I have the same version in an ankle boot. Um, I do have a tendency to have a closet full of heels. And what's then your I'll closet? What's your closet square footage looking like? Yeah, Jesus. And is so this why my, you need a townhouse? Yeah. <laughs> I need a townhouse immediately. Please, somebody. <laughs> Mr. Townhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Douglas or Mr. Element. Big, big so townhouse, Inc. Get on this. Get on it. Give me it. Please. <laughs> I have two uh, double door closets in my bedroom and then one single door closet, which is my sneaker closet. Oh, so shit. my bedroom closets have a, a lot. They have, yeah, it has two racks on the top, two racks on the bottom. And then shelving in the middle, and then the middle closet has drawers in the middle, and then shelving up top. Um, and then that's only two. And then I have one more double door closet in the front, and then a full coat closet. Good damn, good God! You good sound God. like. Listen, I don't mean to be sexist, but you sound like one of the fellas right now, like us. You know. <laughs> I think it's because I'm around you guys all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're a John's <laughs> enthusiast by proxy. I believe yeah. it's contagious. What it about sneakers? Contagious. Are there any sneakers you're not fucking with right now? Maybe, yeah. I mean, again, I think it's easier to kind of like point at some, some shit that people are like losing their minds over and just like, that's not for me. I'm just not, if I have to wait online for it or Ugh. Ugh. wait until it gets on StockX um, and I'm me? paying too much, then it's not for me. If it's for me, you know my address at home and my address at work, and you know my sneaker size. Please send and you know it. Lawrence's address because it was uh, <laughs> mentioned it about forty-five minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> and do you, you know Lawrence. Do you do you, do you have a Mount Rushmore of sneakers? Well, actually, Mount Rushmore is canceled, by the way. Yeah, blow that Super shit canceled. up while preserving the fucking uh, ritual grounds that were there first. But uh, the uh, uh, top four unranked all-time sneakers. Do you have specific sh- sneakers for you that are they are that's the canon all-timers? Yeah, the best of the best. Four rafters. Put them in the rafters. Yeah, I think I have a lot of sneakers that are hype sneakers that I don't wear. And if I go into my closet, the way my cleaning lady organizes things is not the way I would. Okay. Um, <laughs> but so being in quarantine, fire her? <laughs> not firing her. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Because she does a great job cleaning. I mean, She's a listener. I get home. So that was She tense. listens. Yeah. <laughs> she color coordinates my clothes, color coordinates my sneakers. It might not be exactly how I sure. want them to be done. Um, but no, I just think I wear what I like. I just, I don't even front like, oh my God, I am obsessed with every single release and I have to right. have it um, because I have to spend my money on real estate uh, soon. So yeah. 
<laughs> that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big running theme of this pod that I think is good advice where it's like, hey, instead of blowing money every single week on the next thing, save up for maybe something a little bit more special. In, in Sandrine's case, that's a townhouse for our listeners at home. That might be like a really nice yeah. coat. But, yeah. yeah. Or a sugar daddy who wants to go buy it for me. Yeah, sure. Also, ask, sorry. <laughs> I, how disrespectful of me. Also, again, yeah. if anyone would like to simp for Sandrine, please go off. <laughs> King. All right. Uh, Sandrine, we mentioned the Sopranos. Sopranos. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, we mentioned <laughs> the Sopranos. So this, this is thing of ours, man. We, uh, <laughs> we mentioned uh, Family Matters and... I have a long list. I texted Martin or in living color. Martin living single in living Mm. color. I've watched everything during quarantine. I literally sent this dude a a laundry list of things to watch. I think he watched love is blind and called it a day. I was like, is that the Netflix one where they're like in like the, they meet each other and then the two, two of them got back. The pods. Yeah. 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 It was so wild. Are you, are you a reality TV junkie? No. Oh, you don't watch Bravo or do you watch Bravo? I love Bravo. I have, I've been watching the Real Housewives of New York again. Cause my friend Leah's on it and. Um, oh, that's right. Leah is on it. Yo. And I'll say this. Uh, I didn't know much about her. I knew about the Supreme lawsuit. She is a great, great character on the show. Great she character. Is She's a, a great gem. woman. She, and it's consistent. Like, you know, a life and I have been working together. For, there's yeah. another one. I saw Rob. Was, yeah. I saw Rob on the Rob. show. Yeah. Rob that was sick. They are literally the best that I wish they would just get back together uh, and just give us one more kid. Um, but <laughs> yeah, because they should do they should do it for you, Sandrine. Right? Do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> let let either of them tell it. They're gonna be like, no. Um, but I think she's amazing, and she literally is the same person. I think that's why we're friends because she's consistent. Um, reality TV. I watch. Not a lot of it. Any what movies? About, what about movies? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk. Let's, let's talk cinema. 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 I watch everything. I, I have to say, I'm embarrassed, but I watched um, those those corny Netflix movies that I'm sure are for teens. Uh, like <laughs> 365 um, days. Never have I ever. And mm. then the ones with Laura Jean. I watch both of those. Oh, I'm embarrassed, but it's fine because, like, whatever. And I watch a lot of old school movies, like movies that I just want to refresh myself on. Um, Do you have any I favorites watch, that you'd like to recommend? I watch The Warmth, uh, not The Warmth, the, um, Under the Tuscan Sun. Oh, and right. Yeah. I think it's really cute. I watched it when I was handicapped. And so I couldn't get off the couch so my friends would come and then they'd put movies on. So I started watching a lot of movies I didn't realize I would be in love with. Under the Tuscan Sun is significant in, in that it's how Stella got her groove back for white people. So it's... it's uh, I mean, it, and yeah. I watched Waiting to Exhale at least five times. Yeah. Eat, Pray, Love is in that canon too. You know, this is I've a genre. I've never watched that one. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty white. But this genre, talk about fucking, you know... Uh, good feels that you can shove into the ears of the front of the face, as we right. say on this program. Great yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Find, it, find, society, find your hope. Find your hope, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Live your truth and find your hope. And move quite, on. And you don't need him. That was quite a turn from under the Tuscan <laughs> sun to menace to society. Yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an old school black movie buff. I will watch and support all day. I also watch Tyler Perry's The Have and the Have Nots 
all seven seasons over the past two weeks. I've never watched this show in my life, but I could not turn it off. It was terrible. But um, <laughs> I watched the entire thing. Is he in it? Is, does he play? No. Oh, okay. No. It's like a Days of Our Lives based in Savannah, Georgia. Not one person has an accent. And it is just <laughs> a mess. <laughs> Uh, it's terrible. It, it's like a serious or not, ser- but it's a over dramatic. It's a soap opera. Sorry, that's what it's I'm overly for. dramatic, and it's just like too many things were going on, and no one had a southern accent. And by the time I hit like season five, everyone's hair and makeup finally improved, and um, <laughs> everyone just looked nuts. I was like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> um. I- all right, well, we have, we, have quite, we have quite the list of things to fucking consume with the ears at the front of the face, for sure. Sandrine, I want to move on to the next topic and hear what you're fucking with, what you're not fucking with. Uh, obviously, what you're doing with the Black and Fashion Council is huge, and like Massive. we're going to be supporting and following your work along the way. Um, what other Black Lives Matter-connected organizations and causes are you currently fucking with that you want to you know, raise awareness to with the 17 million people who are still with us right now. Yeah. Hanging Besides on Besides the word. fact that I'm black and so my life matters. Yep. Um, I think there's a lot of organizations that have been around and even new ones like Pull Up for Change is a really good one. I'm supporting my friend Jason's initiative um, to gather stylists and behind the scenes people um, cause that's also really important. And it's something that maybe me personally, I don't, or Lindsay doesn't, you know, being in media, it's not the first thing you think of, right? You're thinking about what works for your category. So I want to support them. Shout out I Jason support- Rembert, stylist to the stars, including Odell Beckham Jr. A true stylist, a true hustler, a real a true under the radar. Exactly. Um, currently on set with my samples, so I can't wait for some coverage. Um, mm. <laughs> I think other initiatives that I have been supporting, um, a lot of, I mean, I'm already on the board for Young New Yorkers. And for those who don't know, it's, it's, a, it's an arts program and it helps juveniles who've been incarcerated. I mean, it can be something as frivolous as going to the roof of your building then getting arrested and then they want to, you know, lock you up as an adult. And instead this woman, Rachel has created this org where they run through a program. And at the end of the program, they work with the DA to get that off their record so that these kids have a chance at life. And um, my friend, Laura Stiles put me onto it about a year ago and I've been heavily involved there. Um, other things that's Black Lives Matter specific, I just think it's supporting my friends and my peers and truly trying to, you know, it's always for us, by us, all day. I definitely believe that. But I think there's more of a unity thing happening now where we can all start to just support each other. I have friends who are publicists. I support their, it doesn't hurt me to support them. Black publicists, Black marketing people, you know, cut a check. <laughs> For you real. know, like, Open how can I purse. help you when you help me? Exactly. Yeah. Open your purse immediately. <laughs> Speaking, <laughs> Expeditiously. Speaking, Sandrine, of opening your purse, we want to play a little game with you yeah. before we, uh, you know, you get on this call with Korea or whatever fucking high-profile client that you got to talk to, take care of. I'm going to talk to BFA fears. at six. We oh, love shit. BFA. Oh, shit. All right. Well, uh, real quick, we want to play last John, next John. What was the last John you copped at full retail? Because mm-hmm. we know you got the homie hookup everywhere. We know you're on multiple flow teams. Full retail, last John. 
what was the yeah. last John you yeah. acquired? Because we don't say copped anymore. Yeah, no plug talk because we know you're an anthropomorphic plug. You just get everything, fucking jewels, etc. But what is the last John that you bought? That's I really want to know, dude. Yeah. Damn. Huh. That, I, that I paid for? Full yeah, retail. Full, full retail. Wow, so quick with the brands and yet so much hesitation with the full cop. Hmm. My Amex was on zero during quarantine, okay? Let me just <laughs> That's make fair. that clear. So you, um, you got to dig in the crates a bit, but think back. Yeah. Think back. Actually, I paid full price for my whole running gear. I bought a bunch of bike shorts, socks, um, running tops, jackets from Nike. I paid full big price. Haul. Big haul. I, I bought it all. Okay. What about, uh, what about the next, John? Like, what do you got your eye on? Yeah, what's next up? You guys, you guys know what's next up. Oh, the townhouse stuff. Yeah. What about, <laughs> is there a specific item of clothing? And it could be extremely high-end and expensive, but that is a piece of clothing and not a, a structure that will house your entire future? Um, I'm really into outerwear. And so... You and me both, all? brother. Oh, sister. Um, <laughs> I think that... There's this one coat that's in my, like in my, it's probably gone because it's out of season, but I'm into oversized, long, not a trench. Um, they're, they're, they have an oversized build. Um, there's no specific name for it that I can think of or have found, but it's this specific look that I love and I never can pull myself to pull the trigger on my Amex in the cart for this mm. coat. Damn, you're, you're cart squatting? Yeah. I, I'm cart squatting because someone's going to return it or say, or block my payment. Oh, you're waiting. Bad. Got it. Got it. <laughs> you're not the squatter trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to do right by this thing. You just yeah. need it back in stock. Yeah. Yeah. I need it back in stock. Um, another thing that I probably spend a lot of money on, but I haven't during quarantine is denim. I will buy the same two or three jeans frame frame denim frame gets all my money client hundred percent not a client not a client i'm, I'm available if you want <laughs> to be but yeah. um i mean you know the product yeah i know yeah. the product inside and out she's been putting the hours in the lab yeah. r&d r&d dude watching that's tape a, that's a business expense when she cops up yeah i mean what a, it really is because i work them to work <laughs> Have you bought anything during quarantine that was kind of like a weird, like, I don't know, maybe you're having like a, a, a strange day, you're cooped up and you just pulled the trigger on something that was like, in hindsight, maybe a little strange, like a, a weird quarantine cop? I mean, I bought at least four of the same edge control during quarantine, for my hair, for the black girls, um, <laughs> for our edges. Um, I bought four. Why do I need four? I've been home for three months. I don't need it. Um, Amazon got my money in the beginning, but now they're not. Uh, I bought a lot of these things, well, things if, I don't need. If shit really pops off, at least you got a stash now and your shit yeah, will be late. I have a full stash. I have some in my bag. Um, I'm ready to go. Yeah. You're just, uh, that's not so much weird as it again, like, again, you're prepping. Who, you're prepping. Who is the fucking plan? Ladies and gentlemen, who wrote the fucking blueprint? Sandrine did motherfuckers. I did. I mean, I will say I'm going to spend on like my friend, Lisa. Um, she's a publicist too for Bergdorf. She's amazing. She has been doing interior all throughout quarantine and she's going to do the interior of my office. So she just, as we're sitting here, sent me a mood board. And I'm Ooh. like, yep, I love this. I love this. A zood board. I love a zood mm -hmm. board. 
All right, Sandrine, last question before we uh, kick you out of here so you can get on the phone with much more important people. What is the first piece of foundational advice you would give to a guy who's looking to level up his style? Maybe they're just dipping their toe into like the men's or streetwear world. You know, maybe they're, they're a full-fledged John's addict that has been doing it wrong this whole time. What's the first piece of advice you give to someone that actually wants to like step it up? Yeah. Buy something that you feel you can wear in 10 years. Ooh. Like a lot of times people buy something for the hype and then, you know, a year later, it's sitting in your clo- in the back of your closet at that, um, and you're just ready to sell it, yeah. buy something. That's why I'm like denim, outerwear, certain brands and shoes that I know will sustain over time so that I don't have to keep buying it. Right. Yeah. I'm not Some, a fashion over girl. Right. Some Johns end up in, in the wrong places, and it's not because your cleaning lady fucked up and you got to fire her very publicly <laughs> and meanly. This is because it's there for a reason, because it yeah. should have never been copped in the first place. Yeah, it's a reminder to get rid of it. I have so many clothes that I'm going to give away half, sell half. Um, and my wake-up call was like, I don't wear this. I, I haven't worn it. So yeah. Not all Johns go to heaven. Don't be wasting Not all gentlemen. Save all right, Sandrine, um, you are clearly doing very well. Townhouse on fucking Deckington. Hell yeah. You know, new office for Sandrine Charles Consulting. Big gas cl- uh, roster of clients. However, we just want to make sure that we want you to do like fully self-actualize. And what we want to do is offer up some outsider perspective of how you can like really take it to the next level and, you know, just offer up some constructive criticism. Yeah. You can take it or leave it. Like you're not going to hurt our feelings. It's kind of like what we were talking about with, it's like, yo, respond with a, Hey, I'll pass or Hey, not for me, Mm -hmm. whatever. Just let us know. It's, uh, um, it's something that we offer uh, for the yeah. guests. It's, just, it's, just, it's services yeah. that we render free, out free. of the goodness of our heart. It's how we give back right. as a pod so, um, to so, our so, community. So first piece of constructive criticism for Sandrine Charles to take to the next level. Uh, be, our, be our publicist. Yeah, that'll help. Sure. I would love to help you guys. Hell yeah. Can we work, can we work out a price? I'll send you to Justin. Justin will talk to you about that. Oh, okay. All right. Can we get that, uh, we get that uh, free 99 yeah. retainer maybe for, for now, for now, for now. Yeah. We have to we'll talk about it offline. We can't, I, I can't do anything for free. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Free 99. Yeah. I hope, uh, I hope, I hope Justin has uh, negotiating powers, but, but speaking of tasks for Justin, here's another one in my, my first piece of constructive criticism, Sandrine, uh, James and I, you, for 10 years, you have done so well by us by putting us on flow team year in and year out as the roster changes, as the brands come and go, there's always been free product. And we love you for that. How about the two young guns that you had the pleasure of meeting today, chef and Chuck, Let's I was actually going to say. I list. was actually going to say after the call that I'm going to send them some stuff. Ooh, oh my she God. beat me to it, so that's oh actually very interesting of you to do so. Even well, when I'm even that. when I'm doing good, I'm taking credit, Sandrine. So that was all me. <laughs> You're welcome. Also, well, we we gave we gave these two guys a little salami as a treat. Let's get mm. back to the fucking main event, which is myself and Lawrence. Um, yeah. Sandrine, we know that uh, the most powerful week of the year, New York Fashion Week seat me and Lauren's front row at every single show. Yeah. 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 Oh, I got you guys. I don't know if people are doing shows. I know that Paris is going to be digital. That's yeah. going to be interesting. Um, get us a seat. Get, send us the Zoom links. If I'm, I'm going to die anyway, I want to die sit in front row taking an extremely blurry pic from Insta- for Instagram to prove to everybody that I am better than them. Yeah. Thank I want to see Scotty Pippen and Fabulous rapping at the kids show front <laughs> row. 
exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then finally, Sandrine, as your last piece of constructive criticism, courtesy of Throne Fitz Creative Agency, LLC, you just moved Ooh. into a new office. Your yeah. office itself is beautiful. We've seen, uh, we've seen it a little bit as you've been pacing uh, and actually trying to, t- trying to work while you do this podcast, that multitasking you talked about. Uh, and we know that the conference room is massive and beautiful, great views glass. Is there room for a podcast studio and can it be ours? I mean, honestly, you guys could probably record here. Um, Say less. All right, the episode's <laughs> over. We got her on tape. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got her ass. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> I mean, no, maybe we work out a little, like, yeah. you know, reach out the conference room type yeah. of deal. We'll, like, we, Listen, we can we're not up. always doing conference room meetings, so if you... You know, we can do a friends. Don't tell Justin, but we can have friends over, right, to yeah. record their podcast. We'll Maybe. bring the we'll bring the beers, bro. Maybe one of your. I, clients. Have, I have a lot of alcohol, guys. I don't know if you like forty two. Forty two. We have uh, love beer. You have some. Oh yeah. Two thousand six. We have some dumb. Gr- I see year. that. I great see year. that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have great things. I mean, my thing is like this, Andrea. If you have any clients that are looking to potentially dip their toes in the podcast game by advertising on the only podcast that matters, TM, bang our line. We're always here. We got nothing to do. So. 25-8. All right. I'm sure know. that they'd love to um, meet, love to advertise. And just yes. meet us because we're, we're great guys. All right, Sandrine. You guys are amazing. <laughs> you made it to the end of the only podcast that matters. Is there anything you want to plug? Where can yeah. the kids follow you? Plug away. Um, I'm at Sandrine Charles. My business is uh, Sandrine Charles Consulting on Instagram. My website is sandrinecharles.com. Um, and if you try to find me, you have to go through Ebony. <laughs> Shout out Ebony That's, one time. Yeah. Shout out Ebony. But you can find up. Sandrine, unlike some of these other motherfuckers. You can find yeah. her. You can find her. You can find us. We're all available. We're great yeah. people. Yeah, and we'll get your sizes, guys, and we'll send you some stuff. Hell yeah. This love is you're talking to, to the see you're talking to the listeners, or you're talking to us. Yeah, you're talking I, to no, I'm, no, I'm talking no, I'm talking to your team on the Oh yeah, call. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the undefeated <laughs> throne fit squadron. Thank you, thank you. All right, Sandrine, thank, thank you. Thank you guys. from Tokyo. Drip from Italy. Smoking Rusty Roll. Got it for A to P. Christian Dior. Don't talk no twenty twos. Killer in his eyes, yeah. I'm talking face to face. My nigga killer call a body. Took it to trial and beat the case. My nigga walked out of court. Then hopped in a brain.